Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode of Heroes of the Horn is brought to you by Sir David, Oshaman of the Black Tower. Welcome to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt. And I am Sir Ezra. Welcome to our Wheel of Time book club. The horn has sounded, uh, and we have answered the call. Today we are covering the Eye of the World, chapters 45 through 53. Yeah, which is the to the end of the book as wow. Is all yeah. I have to say. <laughs> wow, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Again, yeah. For those of you who may be checking us out for the first time, this is my first read of the series. Uh, it is a reread for Ez and Wow. You know, all I can say is this. <laughs> for years, everyone who has ever talked to me about this series has said the exact same thing. And that's once you get kind of towards the end of the first book, you'll just hit your stride. There'll be a part where you're just like, I can't put it down. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I'm at. Uh, and so <laughs> anyone, my brothers, uh, any you, our buddy Tom, yeah. I mean, tons of people who have ever told me about this series. I mean, it just, wow, picks up crazy at the end. I've, I've got a text chain, right, where I've been, te- I text you or I text yeah. uh, you know, some of my brothers or whatever who have really read the series, and I just kind of text you guys as soon as I hit a part. And I'm just like, Boom. All right. I just had this happen. You guys are like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, th- I think it's great because, you know, you literally just finished earlier this morning, um, it, which I think is great. This is where we've kind of timed this up to where we're reading as we're recording the podcast this is exactly what it is. And so we hope folks are kind of reading along with us. And whether it's your first time um, or you want to experience this, you know, with somebody else or a friend or what have you, this is this is where it's at. Um, like last night and this morning, I'm getting these text messages just like. I mean, little phrases, you would just take little lines that you had heard and you would just send them to me and I'm just, and you're like, holy cow, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, he's there. <laughs> he's, he's there. He knows what's going on now. 
So uh, yeah, so, so this is this is great. This is it. This is the climax. This is um, the end of the first book, and there's just so much to cover. It's it's such a great, um, such an awesome ending. Like you're on such a high. I mean, it's such a cool, you know, it, because you kind of think this is like a 14 book series, right? There's tons of uh, content here. Like the first one, maybe is just going to be no. The, it's it's a big deal. It's, it had to be. I mean, this had to land. You, you have to do this at the end of the first book when you're publishing this and make people just want more but at the same time they got a lot out of the first book so absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah, absolutely i mean a ton of stuff happens um i mean I, I the world seems way too big way too vast i think if you were reading for the, this for the first time thinking oh this is going to be a one and done book i mean there's just mm-hmm. there's way too way too much stuff yeah. Um, yeah which is fine which is fine i'm glad there's more and there's a lot more so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't feel uh, discouraged. If you're like, oh man, you know, it's like, hey, it's there's a lot more to come, yeah. and that's and that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Well, I'll save it for the for the reread, but there's yeah. there's gonna be a lot to dive into today. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, with that, we're into um, heroes welcome and uh, just checking on in, in, in on everyone, making sure everyone's doing well. Hopefully, everyone is doing well uh, out there and. And everything I know, the world is a it's a crazy place right now. But uh, oh we God. love you guys, and it's it is what it is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, speaking of which, um, you know, just a, uh, you don't want to we don't want to talk a lot about you know, it is kind of crazy. Uh, I just think uh, what's going on in the world. Yeah. Right now. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, I don't right. think anybody. I don't think there's ever been anything like this. Not on a worldwide uh, scale uh, since maybe like I don't know World War Two or you know something like this. I mean, it's. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty intense, crazy, yeah. um, yeah. but you know we're just I'm hey we're staying indoors. Obviously, you know there's no toilet paper to buy. There's no hand sanitizer to buy. Right, right. <laughs> I'm still going to the gym. I'm still just kind of living my life as as yeah. is. And the show, this show, will not be affected. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this show won't be, but I mean the the actual show. If we can jump into that a little bit, I mean, yeah, it is absolutely. affected and. And that's sort of the the crazy thing, you know. The show is uh, either postponed or put on like hiatus, I guess, right now. Just the as as they were filming and working on it, and uh, there was a couple, I think, leaked photos just of like the set and some of our actors out there. Uh, yeah, it's it, it it's I don't know. I mean, they had to kind of shut things down and, and just sort of um, everyone's trying to be cautious and and be um, conscious of what's going on in the world, and and, and everyone needs to kind of you know pitch in and help do it do what we can, and and that's that. So. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I saw that and I was like, man, because you, you, we keep hearing about things that are affected, you know, here in the states and then and then even internationally. Uh, and, well, you've and, got you've got you know like five weeks oh, off work or whatever. So I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's it's um, yeah, it's work has changed for a lot of people. You know, whether it's um, you're, you're staying at home or you know, or you are working someplace, but you're not getting trap. You're not you're not getting customers. You're not getting whatever. Like it's it's. It's affecting everyone. So we just wanted you guys to, you know, we weren't going to not say anything about it because it's kind of, you know, whatever I ask uh, Sir Matt, how's it going out there? It's sort of like, well, it's, you know, it's it's crazy yeah. right now. I mean, I kind of expected that uh, to, to be the answer. So, um, yeah, just hang in there and, and everyone just needs to stay as positive as they can. And, and uh, it is what it is. Yeah. And you know what? Dive into this series. It's a good series to kind of mm-hmm. get away and, and escape. And, and so, uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, the, so it seems like. The show is pushed back a little bit, but I mean, everything's pushed back right now. So again, we will probably, I, I mean, uh, hopefully this thing blows over uh, in a couple of weeks, I guess, you know, the coronavirus here. So 
blows yeah. over and then we'll we'll kind of, we'll kind of see i mean i you know i don't know we learn more every day uh, i guess is where yeah. we're at on this whole thing so yeah yeah for uh, sure yeah. I, I know i know um so I, I i actually have also an an article here um just some things you know the um actor um roseman pike is who who plays um, moraine is uh came out not too long ago um and actually I think it was early march and this is before maybe this was before they decided to kind of do the hiatus or whatever or to postpone things um was like giving an interview uh this happens to be from the mix i don't know if this is you know what maybe they just kind of transposed it from somewhere else not exactly sure uh but she's talking about her her character i'm going to put a link just um over in our chapter thread discussion for folks to kind of come look at this is just neat her talking about the character moraine and really anybody who because there's gonna be a lot of folks who come into who hear about the wheel of time never read it uh there's there's been no adaptations of it out there really uh for tv film what have you uh animation uh so yeah there are people this is very new and she's kind of just explaining it and explaining her character and this this um you know world that she's in uh, she starts off by explaining that uh this is robert jordan's wheel of time series i'm shooting a television series for amazon called the wheel of time which is based on a f- on 14 passionately beloved novels by a man called robert jordan um and then, yeah, she goes into saying that it's a, it's a fantasy world grounded very much in reality. Uh, it is a world in which there is magic and tremendous power, uh, but there is, but they are also um, all very human. So, you know, just, just pretty cool. She goes on for, for quite a bit talking about the character, but not really giving anything away, but getting people kind of prepped and introduced for it. And so I think you're going to see more of this from those actors kind of going out and talking about like, who is your character? What is this about? What is this world? And then, you know, that's sort of, that's the, that's the press piece to this and letting people know, you know, what this show is all about and getting, getting hyped for it. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah. And, and hopefully we get the show sometime soon. I mean, I think, you know, they're obviously filming it. We've seen set photos and hopefully we get it, get it sometime yeah. soon. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're hopeful. I mean, I, I I think it'll be delayed, and then they're going to get back into it here in the spring yeah. or the summer. I'm sure of it. But uh, yeah. So there's just our quick sort of update on the show and show news. So um, yeah. So now we are well. We're into Village Council. Um, wanted to go over the poll from last week. We were talking. We were in Camelin, and it was a great place to be. Uh, you know, I don't know if you folks were were wearing red or white, or if that mattered to you. But that was our poll. You know, red or white, which color? You know, if you are you wearing in Camelin? And I thought it was kind of funny. A lot of people are uh, supporters of uh, good queen Morgays and the daughter heir, right? So, so a lot of people were wearing red. Uh, overwhelmingly, we had a response of red. We had one person uh, wearing the white, and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Sir David mentioned that you know that he's thought long and hard about this. As a book reader, I'm going red and supporting the queen. But if I was just one of those poor schmucks, you know, uh, hanging out in in a big city. I fear I'd get caught up in the fever and wear white. And so it's like, I thought it was kind of a good question, you know, like, like you're there. Um, we talked a little bit about how, how Rand is sort of like, because of the cost of fabric when he, he's wrapping his sword, you know, he, he chooses, um, he chooses red and didn't even think anything of it. Right. These guys right. go in. It, it's kind of funny going into a situation where there's like, we, we don't really know what's going on with the politics and, and the, the dynamics, but uh, he lucked out and ended up wearing uh, red. The right color. Yeah. 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 But, you know, would you get kind of, I mean, to avoid some of the, because I think, you know, the whites were definitely outnumbering uh, the reds and it was sort of like, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to, if you, 
if you didn't want attention, had he have known, I think Rand would have chosen white to kind of like, well, let's stick with the majority here and not draw attention to ourselves. And trying can move to move around through. the city a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. But um, but the support that they needed, truly, um, you know, Master Gill, that was important that they get his support. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so let me see here. Let's move on down here a little bit. But that's, yeah, so we had our poll. Um, that's pretty much it for Village Council. We'll kind of expand that uh, segment as we get into more books and, and have uh, more to discuss and things. So... With that, we've added sort of this, uh, the last couple episodes, this, what I think is um, going to be something we're going to continue for the rest of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's this uh, too long, didn't read as we sort of transition into the reread. This is hysterical. Anytime I'm talking to Sir Matt and I'm sort of like, all right, give it to me. You know, what's what happened? Right. Um, yeah. So this is so as yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, as and I have been, uh, you know, teased before, um, you know, sometimes we. We're bros, okay. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. We talk, <laughs> yeah. we talk like bros. It's what we are. It's what we do. Like, I mean, we try. You know, obviously, we try to clean it up for the podcast and make it a little more formal and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. in our phone conversations, yeah, you know, off off the air, this is typically how it goes. And we did this last time, and so people messaged us. They thought it was pretty funny. So yeah, um, this is literally, you know, when I when I get on the phone with Ez to talk about Wheel of Time, because we normally. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of talk a little bit about like, okay, here's where I'm at. Here's what's going on. I'll send you a text, but we normally don't, we try not to talk about it until the day we record because yeah. we don't want to, we don't like, because sometimes we, we do that um, and then we say something and and then when we say it again on the podcast, it doesn't hit as you know, yeah. profoundly as it did when we first said it. So we want that kind of authenticness. So um, I was like, as, so here's kind of my summary, you know, so this is starting at uh, 45 until the end. Um, so this is a broad, you know, bro summary of of the book here in 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 my own words yeah so it starts out we're in the ways we're being chased by the match a shin thing uh we get out of the ways we go to faldara we meet inktar uh Mm -hmm. who and i listened to the audiobook i thought it was ink tar like (laughs) i-n-k-t-a-r uh it is ing tar i-n-g-t-a-r uh, as has told me, this guy's a big deal. Uh, you know, so, so stay, stay yeah, tuned. Yeah. Yeah. It happens a lot when I'm texting my brothers or as, um, it's always, all right, we just met this guy. Like, Oh, he's a big deal later. I'm like, Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although they say that literally about every single character. So, um, Rand and Egwene are talking about how they, you know, they didn't kiss people. I just danced with them, Rand. I didn't, you know, it didn't mean anything. Rand, but then Rand remembers that men said they weren't meant for each other. Nynaeve and Lan have a little bit of a conversation where they're telling everybody they get the feels for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the Dark One stirs. Then Moraine says, uh, uh, it, was, it literally, it, when we, there's a Moraine line in this passage that will, that will get yeah. you, that I literally stopped and I was like, oh my God, that is the most badass thing I think I've heard yeah. so far uh, in the series. Um, Matt's like, it looks like these trees want to grab us, right? Like these trees want to grab us. Uh, and then Moraine says they do, but they don't want any part of me. And so Matt kind of laughs a little bit nervously. He's like, oh yeah. And Rand's like, I don't think it was a joke. (laughs) Uh, then they get chased by a worm. They arrive at the eye of the world. Uh, then this is where we meet the green man, the green man who appears when he is needed. Uh, then we find then we run into Aganar, who is no longer bound to Shay Al Ghul or Shal Ghul. Um, thanks to Matt. I could go in there yeah, with that yeah. dagger. Uh, and then Rand uses the power. Yeah. Uh, and he says, I'm not running anymore. 
pretty much the end. Uh, is yeah. how is, is how it ends. And there's some there's another huge thing that ties into our podcast. That again, this is my first read. I, as chose the name, I didn't even know what it meant. So now yeah. I kind of do. So that's pretty cool. So oh so, my yeah. So all right, well guys, we're we're just gonna dive in here. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna read the chapter summaries. Uh, and then again, you know, before we were kind of doing like world building, hyper focus points, stuff like that. But um, I think this time, the the first couple chapters, uh, we're going to kind of br- there's some stuff we want to talk about about in those. But then obviously this is the end of the book. So it's really going to be those last couple chapters yep. uh, that we're going to dive into here. So chapter 46, the group. Oh, excuse me. Um, chapter 45. Right. Uh, that's that's the first chapter of today's reading. They escape the ways just ahead of the Machashin. Forty six. The group go to Faldaro and learn Padan Fane has been following them. Uh, Forty seven. We hear Land's story and that Padan Fane is a dark friend. Forty eight. They head into the blight. Lan and a Na- naive declare their love, but Lan mm. says it can never be. Forty nine. They find the Green Man. 50, uh, um, Balthamiel and Agonar appear. The green man kills Balthamiel, but is killed himself. 51, Agonar draws too much of the power and kills himself. Rand destroys the Trolloc army at, Tar- at Tarwin's Gap and faces Balzaman, who he defeats. 52, they find the Horn of Valir and other things inside the eye. Uh, chapter 53, they return to fall Dara. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot, yeah. a lot to discuss today. Ugh. Oh, man. It'd so be great. it is. It is. So, you know, last time when we left, they were in the ways, right? They had gone into the ways and they came yeah. to a bridge that was uh, that was closed. Mm-hmm. So. That's kind of where we start today. We're st- we're we're in the ways, and we are being kind of chased by the, uh, you know, Machin Shin. Um, I hope mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that right. You know, like Mach- Machin Shin. Yeah, Machin Shin. Yeah, I Machin Shin. Yeah, I'm with which you is, sometimes. Which is, to me, I had to ask. I actually had to ask. Um, you know, you and 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 you know my, my brother Nick, who's who's joined us on Patreon before, what this thing was, and basically he he just kind of described. He's like, well, t- I think to look at it easily, it's just kind of think of like a super fade, right? You know, it's a fade that can travel inside the ways, right? Is that kind of close? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, they, they call it the black wind. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, it's 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 a thing in the ways. Um, it kind of like steals souls because you hear kind of like the screaming inside of all of that. Uh, anyone who who encounter it, um, yeah, they're unable to defend themselves. Uh, we're gonna talk about what happens with Pot on Fane though. Um. In his his basically his claim that he kind of makes it through and that mm-hmm. it that basically that Machin Shin uh, I don't know if that it was afraid of him or that it would just you know it did not uh, want anything to do with him right mm-hmm. which is very unlike it so uh, when it's close to a person if it it, it it can take the form of many voices crying out um, so here we go I, mean, I, I pulled this up real quick so it's not really known where it came from um, there are suggestions. Uh, Let's see, such as natural parasites, something created by the decay or the remnant of the Age of Legends. Um, it is believed that it cannot be controlled. However, it was found to be waiting. Oh, and this is later on. Yeah, but uh, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's basically like, yeah, it's it, they, they call it the Black Wind, and it's not really known. You know, it, it was discussed earlier about how they created the ways and, and sort of the gift that 
um, male Aes Sedai during the time of Legends, like they gave this to the Ogier. And it was something that, that, the, that the Ogier kind of like get to use. And, and um, but yeah, they used the power to create it. So yeah, it's just a little bit of, of a mystery, right. actually. And then the ways themselves, um, you know, I had to ask you for some kind of clarification because it's, it, I, as like, is it a wormhole? Is it a tunnel? Is it kind? It's kind of a hybrid, really. Is what it is the mm-hmm. way it works. It just it's, um, it, in Star Wars we'd call it a hyperspace lane, right? Like it's yeah. still in space, but you can travel. You can use it to travel longer distances, you know, than than you would normally be able to. Uh, you know, I guess is 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 kind of the thing. I asked um, I asked my one of my, my brother Jeremy, who was our Aiel uh, Cleef Chan on um, mm-hmm. Patreon, said, "So are the way are the ways like wormholes?" He says, "If wormholes are scary Halloween paths through an eternal night park." <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah. Uh, yeah so so i that's was like awesome. okay that's... there we go i think that's a pretty good uh that's a pretty good explanation there so um yeah, yeah so that so mostly that is you know that's that's 45 right uh is is we're we're finished we're finishing up um through the ways and then we arrive to uh faldara right so that's uh brings us to chapter 46 faldara um and this is where we we meet some big some big characters um and you know we're kind of setting up it's almost like we're setting up camp right it's like you think about climbing a mountain right so if the if the yeah. if the big if the big uh if the big conflict is you know at the end of the book is you know with Agonar right mm-hmm. and, and Balsamon and, and and so that's where we're headed it's almost we're at we're at we're at the summit base camp right we're getting ready. You know, right, we're right. Getting ready to go out, and that's that's basically what Fal Faldara is in this mm-hmm. book so far. Yeah, and, and actually, just so folks um, kind of understand, you know, again, if this is your first read or what have you, um, traveling through the ways, uh, like the idea was, and just as a refresher, we heard in it was in last episode we talked about the idea that these things were this we, this web of of destiny was forming. You know, Moraine, and I love this. She's at the center of this, and she is hearing everything and she's watching the pattern form like she hears you know loyal uh like news that he had brought from a steading things that uh Perrin and Egwene heard from the tinkers and the traveling people uh that, that they then were relaying you know from from the waste and from where they had heard this from like basically like um a maiden of the spear like a a like an Aeoman or a uh, spear wife and they're like passing this along and it's just sort of uh yeah I don't know like like all this is coming together she decides, I mean, again, they were headed to Tarvalin, right? This is where they're supposed to be going. And she decides, nope, here we go. We need we need to enter the ways. And I think we didn't really talk about it much. Uh, we might have glossed over this because, again, there's just so much in each, each each section. But they did talk about the um, the fades that were kind of forming, and, and they could almost sense this uh, dark presence and the rats that were in the city. And they knew that, you know, they were somehow being followed and that they needed to safely either get out of the city and travel, but yet they thought they'd be almost overwhelmed. And so the ways kind of presented themselves and a guide in the form of an ogier who could who could lead them through uh, mm-hmm. the waves because the, you know, the waves were created by, as we said, in the in the Age of Legends, by men who could channel as almost a gift to the ogier in a way that they could pass from steading to steading um, without enduring the long or, you know, having the longing kind of take over them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and and if you look at a map, I mean, if you look at a map, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've got I've got a map pulled up here. That's that's the travel, right? The where we travel because we know you know we, uh, um, yeah, 
and I'm becoming more and more familiar with this map. So, you know, we start out just at the beginning of the book. You know, it, it, to me, actually, if you look at the, the, the I, I, to me, it kind of reminds me of Spain, just the way it looks. Like you think of the, mm-hmm. think of the way the country of Spain looks, you know, with the Atlantic Ocean on the it's the it's west on the west right to Spain. Yeah. Um, and so, OK, and then you've got mountains all the way to the east. So we start out in almost uh, not really the center, but s- certainly just more on the your the middle ish of it in <clears throat> Edmonds Field. We travel we travel pretty far east to Camelin and then. The distance from Camelin to um, Fall Darn is huge. I mean, it's a long distance. You're talking almost walk, walking the entire country, right? If you're yeah, if you're yeah. thinking about, it. I mean, it's going from going from south to north. I mean, you're going from almost the middle of the country to the complete top of the country. So, I mean, that's yeah. the, that or in this case, the the known world, right? So, I mean, that's a, it's a huge distance that they travel going through the ways. Yeah, they shoot right past Tarvalin, and um, this is a way to kind of you know make up time and 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 so the reference to the Eye of the World is what Moraine hears, and she sort of knows um, you know where to go or what direction to head or or you know the region that they need to be in. You would think they would go to Tarvalin, right, and seek out help from her from her order, but uh, no, they they don't. And and also, yeah, it's also. Um, Good God! Yeah, they shoot all the way, um, essentially up to the north. If you're looking at a map like the northeastern uh, part of this, and and you go into Shinar, um, yeah, they're up there near you know Tarwin's Gap and and that whole thing. So, which we're going to talk about here in a bit. But yeah, that's where they go. And as you say, it's sort of a base camp. It's this landing ground where we're going to um, launch from. And and that's where some of our discussion in, the, in that chapter happens, which is sort of like who wants to to continue. You know, going into the ways was scary enough. You don't have to go. And at each sort of checkpoint, um, Moraine or Rand or uh, like the boys are kind of asking the girls and asking Loyal, do you still want to go? Uh, and everyone's buying in and, and deciding to to continue on. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So so that's that. Now, we meet some interesting characters up there, right? So um, you, you had mentioned uh, Ingtar, right? And Lord Agomar is, is mm-hmm. there. Uh, you know, of, of that city. So that's that's pretty cool. And he ends up being a really cool, um, good host for us there. And I thought there was some uh, neat stuff with him. Their way of life is is very different. And, and it's also striking to me and, and interesting that, you know, in Camelin, we're having, and in Emmons Field, it's more about the weather. Things are dying. Crops aren't, aren't whatever. Like we're, we're seeing the effects of, of like um, nature dying and whatever. Um, up here in these border countries, it's about the Trolloc Hordes and it's about like um, the blight, you know, kind of pressing further and further south and them defending their own borders. And it's like they're at, they're at war up here. They're at war. And what's going on in Camelot? Like, I mean, we're just trying to uh, subdue a false dragon. So two completely different, you know, kind of like mindsets are just things that are going on in this in this world. Like, I guess you almost would forget, like in Camelot, are they thinking about that? Do they know that? um that these that these kingdoms are are under attack and that they need more reinforcements. What are they doing for that? Is every every country uh, for themselves or or what? Yeah, I mean it's yeah it it is interesting as we as we travel around this world and we see every everybody's got their own unique set of problems, their own 
challenges that you know that that they that they face. I mean, just the difference between Edmondsfield and Camelin feels huge. Let alone the difference between Camelin and Edmondsfield, which are there in kind of the middle, and then you've got mm-hmm. way up here. Yeah, as you said in in you know Faldara, the, the trolloc hordes, and and you know in Edmondsfield it's like trollocs. What are you talking about? We don't. There's, there's no trollocs here. Yeah. Well, right. here there right. are. Yeah, no one bats an eye. I mean, actually, like as they enter uh, Faldara, uh, one of the things I think Land says is that they're not supposed to wear like don't wear a cloak or you like can't a, wear hood, a, cloak, a yeah, hood, a hood, yeah, yeah. And it's just sort of like because fades try to enter the city, and that's a one that's a way in which they they do that. And we actually did have a reference to that earlier on um, in in this book, and just like when you're in a city, like that's that's how they get around. Like they can they can you know almost dance from shadow to shadow, and and yeah, they've got their hood up. So. Very, very much something that they're dealing with um, in Shinar, and, and yeah. Um, another neat thing, what did you think about this? So, like, when Lan is walking in, um, they start talking about the golden crane. And, I ha- like, for our buddy Tom, I felt like I had to mention this part and give it uh, some time. And there's a whole chapter uh, devoted to Lan's backstory. And uh, our buddy Tom, again, he, like, this is his favorite, like, Lan is his favorite character. He loves Lan so much. Um, will the golden crane fly again? Uh, and and Malkier and him being the king and and all of that thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just I just thought it was interesting. You know, well, you know, welcome Daishan, another shouted uh, the golden crane, the golden crane. Um, right here in about the middle of that chapter forty six. Uh, I just I mean I thought I thought it was interesting. I don't know that I really took anything ma- major away from it. Um, but. Yeah, yeah. I'll make I'll make a, a Lord of the Rings connection here because I think people uh, I, I someone brought this to, to my attention. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, when you think about like Aragorn and him being this displaced, uh, he is he's king. heir to a throne. Yeah, and, and right, he, he could be a a a king. So when these people see him coming back, you know, because you you learn the story about how um, and that's that's a part. I think we'll cover that in our extended edition, just so folks know. We always like to mention what part of this are we going to have to chunk out and and cover later, um, because there's this whole story about the betrayal of, you know, uh, his, well, his 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 father and and their kingdom uh, by his brother's wife and another dark friend and and leading uh, the kingdom of of Malkier into into darkness. And how Lan is basically, you know, during this time when, when the Trollocs invaded, uh, he is sent away in, in, into Shinar and he's he's raised there. So they know that he is a descendant from this this kingdom that is no longer there. Like Malkier is, is not there. I mean, it's it's they're going to go into it. And when they do, you'll see like the seven towers and you kind of see that there's been some decay. The blight has taken over. You see the effects of that and the shadow. Um so it just sort of sets up something later on that's really cool, and I thought it's again for my buddy Tom, he would be so disappointed if I did not mention mention this character and we didn't uh, spend more time on it. So we will do uh, more of that in the in the extended, but it's just neat because y- you, the reader, are going through it, going, "What what is this about?" Right? I mean, right? It's at least something that you're tucking away, going, "Well, that's there's something, you know, there's something to this." And then, and I feel like there's a lot. Of, I mean, and and it could just be because I'm reading it for the first time, so there's stuff that I'm kind of glancing over. Right. Yeah, or yeah. Stuff that's, I, oh, I didn't I didn't I don't I didn't pay attention to that or it's just something yeah. I read. But I was like, oh, that kind of is what it is. Um, and then. Oh, OK. Like it comes back. It comes back up later because now yeah. it, and yeah. we'll get to it later. You know, I noticed something where I was like, OK, hold on a second. I've seen this before. And, we'll mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's when land when Rand is fighting later um, there, there's a part where, again, he he uses his sword. Right. And. 
it's almost as if he it's almost as if every time in this book he's used his sword it's he doesn't really everything's happening so fast he doesn't really seem to know what's going on and so like you go all the way back to the i think it's like chapter eight or so when the trollocs are attacking in edmund's field and yeah. the, he goes inside like he, he walks inside the door and there's a trollic and it's it's almost like the trollic kind of trips on him as, and he's just you know uh, he pulls out the sword and the trollic just kind of lands on it okay and then yeah. again later i think it's when um when they were when they were de- when they were dealing with the people where the, like the lightning was striking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Around, around it was around around that time. He used the sword again. Same kind of thing. Everything just happened so fast. Uh, my, my sword came out, um, and again it happens here later, right? As they're fighting, um, and again mm-hmm. and they're shouting, you know, Manetherin and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah, this stuff yeah. again. <laughs> and it seems like so every time Rand has used his sword it's oh it all just kind of happened so fast he, did, he doesn't even really remember pulling it out and so it's I was like okay hold on a second there's definitely something bigger with this and so the, i guess that's just kind of yeah. yeah maybe that's just the way this book series is or maybe it's just because i'm reading it for the first time where you read something and then you're like hold on a second i've seen mm-hmm. this before because it's so yeah. big it's so big and yeah Right, right. Well, and actually, you said something before the show, uh, like when you you were talking about the sword. Not, not we're not going to jump way ahead to that point, but like just the idea of it being a reoccurring thing that we we see in this book. And and you said to me, uh, I don't know if you remember this or not, but you were like, "Is that because he's like Tavirin?" Right, or what? exactly. Like, is, yeah, that, exactly. That's something yeah. you said to me, and I was like, "All right, let's go, like, yeah. let's let's go." <laughs> Been talking about this Tavirin stuff for a while. Um, yeah, that I think that that was that was really cool that you caught on to that, and that's that's something that. Uh, that will continue, and it's something that you kind of look for. You're, you're sort of like, what is it to be Taviran? And that's not ever explicitly. I mean, it, it, it's talked about by loyal, but it, like what it looks like and how it manifests is something that we're going to explore the whole series. So, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome, which is really cool. So, because that's also Moraine's point is she knew that she had to take the Taviran, the, these boys. She had to take them uh, to the eye of the world. She didn't. That that is all really. She's she's kind of gathered and it's it's does everyone else want to come along okay like let's go like that's sort of they're a part of the pattern so here we go mm-hmm. but, okay um, yeah 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 okay so um yeah so they're there right uh and 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 they're kind of talking with uh, with ingtar right um and you know where they're talking about hey we're gonna go to the eye of the world but then uh, immediately everything kind of changes everything kind of, every, everything kind of changes right mm-hmm. um so it's in the middle of chapter 46 Valdara. Uh, Rand set forward, uh, you know, intently trying to see through all the dirt. Um, you've cost, you, you've no cause to be holding me like this, you filthy man. Um, the filthy man whined. I'm only a poor destitute, abandoned by the light and seeking a place like everyone else to shelter from the shadow. The borderlands are a strange place to seek, Algamar began when Matt cut him off. The peddler. Padon Fane, Perrin agreed, nodding. The beggar. Remember, Rand was chased by a yep. beggar. Yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't know who it was. Now we do. Suddenly, yeah. horse. He sat back in, uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden, hatred that flared in Fane's eyes. He's the man uh, who was asking about us in Camelin. He has to be. So yeah, okay. So it was Padon mm. Fane, right? The peddler who we met earlier, yeah. who was chasing Rand as the beggar when he was in Camelin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and it's something you you kind of figure out here, right? How in the world? Does Padon Fane, who was in Camelin, that's the way when you make that connection that he was also the beggar, it's like, okay, wait, he was how in Camelin. How did he get there? How did he get here? Yeah. So, and that's where we kind of infer, and it's talked about later, just that, like, yes, he also traveled the ways. 
Yeah. And Machin Shin wanted nothing to do with him. I mean, according to him. And and, and so, yeah, Pot on Fane, big deal. I that he's one of those characters who we also said like at the beginning, your brother and I and different people like like oh man, like the oh, yeah, I know. Just yeah, so I mean, much. They did. They they everyone did. It's like oh hold on, yes. just keep an eye out for him. I'm like okay, like whatever. Right. Yeah, I mean. right. Because he starts off as is almost like this, uh, you know, like he's a servant. He's he's a, is he a dark friend? Is he not a dark friend? Like what? Like the, the whole the whole thing. You know, it turns out that you know he's like here's where they establish that clearly he's a dark friend. You know, before when they saw him in Berlon, they wanted to like, hey, come on, you know, we, you can go talk to Moraine Sedai. We can help you out. Like uh, if they treated you bad back in Emmons Field or whatever. It's so, like they didn't quite know. And then again, um, it's it's just. Like, how is he tracking them? You know, how does he know they took the ways? Like, all this different stuff. Like, that's also kind of foreshadowing to a couple of chapters later here where you're going to find out that, like, yeah, he's there's something about this band and the people who are traveling in it and maybe the objects that they have uh, that are allowing them to be tracked and traced. So, yeah. Yeah, we have we'll because we'll we'll get to we'll get to that here here in a little bit as well. Yeah. So um, I do, uh, so I do have just some of the. Um, stuff here, you know, this is where, where Fane was, was tracking them. So, um, yeah, um, he just, you know, I didn't want to, uh, Fane began to cry, fat tears, uh, cut runnels in the dirt on his cheeks, but they were unable to reach him. Uh, he made me him and his burning eyes ran flinched. Matt had his hand under his coat, no doubt clutching the dagger from Shadar Logoth again. He made me his hound, his hound to hunt and follow with never a bit of rest. Only his hound, even after he threw me away. Uh, you know, it, it just uh, it, it almost he he you know he reminds me of uh, once we once we hit this part, um, mm-hmm. he kind of reminds me of Gollum, you know, Smeagol, yeah, right. Yeah. Or it's like my precious, you know, like and it's yeah. like it made me the ring made me, you know, like yeah, right chase you guys and, and you know yeah. he's chase how, how Smeagol's chasing Frodo throughout, you know, mm-hmm. and then and then the, he travels with them later, um. But, you know, and he talks about what the ring does and all this stuff. And that that's kind of yeah. just who I was like, I just when I was reading this, it was like, oh, envisioning in my mind where it's like, you know, I didn't want to do it. It made me. And I was like, oh, OK, that's just and I'm not, yeah, that's just right. was kind of like the thought that entered my mind when we we hit that part. Yeah, because even his physical form, he changes. He seems to grow more gaunt and, and like strained and everything. And so, to the point where, like, you know, Rand had recognized him in a previous city, but then he sees him in Camelon and he, and he doesn't. And there's another reason to that, too. But uh yeah it, it it is and 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 I love that's why I love that Robert Jordan was such a fan of the Lord of the Rings and and the Hobbit and everything that you do see little tiny nods but they're not direct at all I mean like they're very very still different but yet there's some similarities and it's like elements of it that are like well that's really cool so uh, yeah yeah put on fame so yeah like you said they um he he kind of kind of says that he 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 was uh you know a servant and he made me do it. And he's just he's tracking them because he has no other choice and he's trying to play the sympathy card and and everything. But, you know, Moraine decides then she wants to go question him. Right. Like really interrogate him Mm -hmm. more and ask, you know, Lord Agamar, is there a place to do that? And she learns some I mean, like she's almost cringing at how uh, just potent the evil is around him or radiating off of him or whatever it is that's going on. She's disturbed. And I thought that was interesting because it's almost like if it, it's as if she would have preferred to interrogate a fade or, you know, like a, like a murder and something like, like that would have been preferable 
So Padon Fain now seems like he's more than what he's saying he is. You know, mm-hmm. he he's seeming like he's he's not just a you know just a hound or someone who that the that the fades can control or what. It just seems different. He seems elevated in some way, and Moraine uh, notices that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, uh, so that takes us on to chapter 47, which I think is where, what you said. I think we're going to discuss some of that in our extended edition. Uh, yeah. Which is like the yeah, backstory. All... It's like Land's backstory. Um, right. Yeah, so, right. so uh, we're going to kind of save some of that because we got a little, I mean, we're, we got a lot to talk about with the last yeah. couple chapters. So, um, you know, chapter 48 is where um we're gonna uh the blight right so that's where we're gonna Mm -hmm. that's where we're gonna kind of head in the blight again we're getting ready for the final it's the final countdown you know is the is this chapter oh yeah we're getting we're we're leaving together okay uh and Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so but still we stand tall all right um so (laughs) it's, it's totally what it is uh it's totally it's totally what it is but that's basically where it is and that this is where we get um that story, you know, as Rand is laying down to go to sleep, he, um, uh, this is where he hear he hears he overhears this conversation right towards, towards right to the end of, end of this chapter. Rand found sleep impossible, even with the eyes that I stretched out, uh, not a sp- uh, a span away to shield his dreams. It was the thick air that kept him awake. Loyal soft snores were a rumble that made parents seem non-existent, but they did not stop uh, wariness from claiming the others. The warder was still awake, seated not far from him with his sword across his knees, watching the night to Rand's surprise, so was Nynaeve. The wisdom looked at Lan silently for a long time, then poured a cup of tea and brought it to him. When he reached out with a murmur of thanks, she did not let go right away. I should have known you would be a king, she said quietly. Her eyes were steady on the warder's face, but her voice trembled slightly. Land looked back at her just as intently. It seemed to Rand that the warder's face actually softened. I am not a king, Nynaeve, just a man. A man without as much to his name as even the uh, the meanest farmer's croft. Let's go. Nynaeve's voice steadied. Some women don't ask for land or gold, just the man. And the man yes. and the man who would ask uh, her to accept so little would not be worthy of her. Wow. You are a remarkable woman, as beautiful as the sunrise, as fierce a warrior. You are a lioness wisdom. A wisdom seldom weds. She paused to take a deep breath as if uh, stealing herself. But if I go to Tarvalin, it may be that I become something other than a wisdom. I Sedai marry as seldom as wisdoms. Few men can live with so much power in a wife, dimming them uh, by her radiance, whether she wishes to or not. Some men are strong enough. I know one such. If there could be any doubt, he, uh, he, her look left none as to whom she meant. All I have is a sword and a war I cannot win, but can never stop fighting. I've told you I care nothing for that. Light, you've made me say more than is proper already. Will you shame me to the point of asking you? I will never shame you. The gentle tone, like a caress, sounded odd to Rand's ears and the warder's voice, but it made Nynaeve's eyes brighten. I will hate the man you choose because he is not me, and love him if he makes you smile. No woman deserves the sure knowledge of widow's black um, as her bride uh, bride price you least of all 
He set the untouched cup on the ground and rose. I must check the horses. Nynaeve remained there, kneeling after he had gone. Sleep or no, Rand closed his eyes. He did not think the wisdom would like it if uh, he watched her cry. And then it continues just almost immediately. So I'm going to kind of go right back into the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. ne- the next little part of this. Just like the next page is just now in chapter 49. So this is when yeah. Rand, you know, wakes up. He was surprised to realize that he had slept. For a, a minute, the dim memory of a conversation overheard seemed like part of some dream. Then he saw Nynaeve's red-rimmed eyes. She had not slept, obviously. Lan's face was harder than ever, as if he had resumed a mask and did not intend intend to let it slip again. Egwene went over and crouched beside the wisdom, her face concerned. He could not make out what they said. Egwene spoke, and Nynaeve shook her head. Egwene said something else, and the wisdom waved her away dismissively. Instead of going, Egwene bent... Uh, her head closer, and for a few minutes, the two women talked even more softly, with Nynaeve still shaking her head. The wisdom ended it with a laugh, hugging Egwene by her expression, making soothing talk. When Egwene stood, though, uh, she glared at the warder. Land did not seem to notice. Uh, he did not look in Nynaeve's direction at all. Shaking his head, Rand gathered his things and gave his hands and face a, uh, and teeth a hasty wash with a little water Lan allowed for such things. He wondered if women had a way of reading men's minds and if it was, un- it was an unsettling thought. All women are eyes to die, telling himself he was letting the blight get to him. He rinsed out his mouth and hurried to get the bay saddled. So, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things to take away. There. But, you know, one of the first things I want I just want to mention really quick here. And this is what I, I think. I don't know why he does it. If he just does it to kind of change it up, um, but I have noticed. Yeah. I've noticed it's something I I just in rereading this little passage that I've noticed more and more and more is the choices that Jordan makes when he's describing someone, because sometimes it's Moraine talks and sometimes it's the Aes Sedai and sometimes he interchanges mm-hmm. it as he's writing. And so mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, it's like the wisdom looked at land silently for a long time. It's not Nynaeve looked. Mm-hmm. It's the wisdom. And then he goes back and forth. And sometimes he says land and sometimes he says the warder. And yeah. I sometimes I wonder if he's doing it just because it makes it cheesy more more interesting to read right you know because it's because you don't want to say land naive and just go back and forth and then by by sometimes describing him as the warder it you you know you can make it seem a little more distant or you could make it you know what i mean you you know you know what i mean dude Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you something am i reading too much into it hold on let me just just, just stop everything because like it's it's funny to me like like we value rereads we I also all like I I, I value this initial read uh, and, and hearing what you're saying and it's sort of like I know people have sent me messages on Patreon um, and on Twitter in different places saying like they absolutely love this perspective and seeing someone coming through it the first time and then also you know me reacting to it and that kind of thing here and here's why because. What you, I just got something out of, out of, out of that. Like I just made so many connections to a a style, a way in which, uh, Robert Jordan is writing. You're very right. You're extreme. Like this actually a really good thing to notice. And I have never noticed it before. Never caught it. Didn't really think, give it much thought, but yes. So let's just think about the part. And I don't think it's spoiler at all. Uh, it's, it's the idea that she once was a wisdom and is now being told that you're going to go to Tarvalon, that you're a part of the pattern 
um, and that her life will be changing, you know? So it's like, she's in this in between where she's going back and forth between like, is she, is she a wisdom? And at the end of the story, we kind of like, she still plans on going back, you know, but she's also torn in like my path is forward. And there's this man that I love as well. And I mean, let's just, let's just get there. I mean, later on when they're, when they're attacked, the warder hesitates between his duty as a warder and his love for Nynaeve. So like, like it may seem like a small thing, but I think that I, I haven't really looked at it much, but just the fact that you said that and you're pointing it out makes me want to go back and look and say, does he do that? Is he trying to show that that, that character is struggling between being a wisdom and being naive uh, and being a warder and being Lan, uh, and then also being torn, you know, is he the golden crane? Is he, is, is he, who are these people supposed to be and where are they going to land at the end of the series? Like they, right. it seems that there are many. Well, I mean, ju- I mean, just, just this line right here, right? Her eyes were steady on the warder's face, but her voice trembled silently. Lan looked back at her just as intently. And so, you know, it's mm-hmm. just interesting because you go from the wisdom. The wisdom looked at Lan silently for a long time. Then her eyes on it. Then he, then it's Lan looks back and then it's, well, it's the warder now. And so it, and he does it a lot. I and mean, he does it with with people that also have, um, y- you know, two two different like you know he he does it with moraine a lot you know the eyes yeah, yeah. the eyes that i looked or this and so it, you know with the eyes when sometimes he does it with moraine i'd have to go back and find specific things when she's talking to the the boys right it's yeah. oh well it's you know sometimes it's moraine sometimes it's the eyes to die and it's it's like I, th- I think so. I think it's sometimes when you it's their perception it is their perception and i think sometimes it's yeah. when you're it we do it in everyday life too when you're when you, you look like somebody that's in a seat of authority or something like that, you know, and then you see them, you know, kind of differently. Right. I mean, it's like, um, y- I mean, you're a teacher, you know, as like, OK, well, sometimes yeah. sometimes it's like, OK, well, I'm looking at like you're, you're like a coworker You have, you know, well, sometimes I'm looking at mm-hmm. this this other teacher. And then sometimes, you know, if you talking to him outside, outside of outside of school, well, it's just, you know, Bob or whatever. And so, you know, this is a yeah, different, yeah. it's different because you're you're wearing a different hat. You're filling a different role. You're, you know, in two different in two different contexts. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, even like as, as a teacher, am I Mr. Kirk or my coach? Exactly. Kirk? You know, Exa- which one oh yeah, am I? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is a, a neat observation, and I I'm really glad you pointed that out. I think it's I think it's epic, and that whole section is something that is huge. People love this. I mean, they love this bit between Nynaeve and Lan. It it is it is huge, and there's so many. Um, God, there's just so many things here, and like it's it's something we're gonna come back right. to. Like he he's not a king, he's just a man. You know, and it's like, what? I mean, he's but but by right. being a man, he's he's more than the king. It's just it's it's so much. Right. Um, I mean, just I mean, look at the beginning of this. Right. It starts when it when it starts, it said, you know, right where their conversation starts. The wisdom looked at land silently for a long time and the ends with Nynaeve remained there kneeling. So it's almost like in this thing, mm-hmm. she went from being, you know, the wisdom. And now it's almost like she's knocked not like you know knocked yeah she was vulnerable she's now she's vulnerable now it's naive just naive left this kind of i just i think it's when i was just kind of reading this and looking at that i was like man that's just like great great and again great writing i mean just great writing yes yeah and and you could say like i i i think it's you know whether it's just him throughout the series, like like if you look at the book as a whole, it's like yeah, you you don't always want to use the same title and so you exactly stuff but like in this moment when you hyper focus on it it's like you choose to introduce her as the wisdom talk there and then move into naive and start using that mm-hmm. to, you know, 
yeah, identify the yeah, speaker. And he, and he does it a lot. And I think, yeah, again, I, I think, yeah, part of it could just be... Something we should pay it's, attention it's more, to, yeah. yeah. part of it's more dynamic writing, but also is there... I mean, there's a reason he, he chose to write it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Whoa, that's big time. I mean, I'm excited. Here's one thing, just before we move on to the next section. I'm excited to see in the show, like, this play out. Because not, I, I know you know, in the series where this goes and everything. And it is, it's, it's huge. It's, right. it's p- people love these two characters for this reason. You see it in the first book and they're just drawn together. And, but yet, you know, that both of them are like bound to different, you know, like she's supposed to go be an Aes die. Do they marry? Do they not? What's the whole deal with that? And then you've got this water bond. What does that mean that she's bonded to Moraine or that he's bonded right. to Moraine? Like, you know, what's going on there? So yeah, it's super crazy it's almost like those people who like they love each other but because of their duties right they cannot right. uh be together and stuff so well it's, it's also funny because you know. it's also you know earlier that when they when when they were you know when they were when Nynaeve Lan and Moraine were running together and they were we gotta go find yeah. we gotta go find the kids right shit's always you know Tarval and this Tarval and that she's all upset with Moraine and then you know she's like just you know she oh you know like scoffs at you know at land like oh you know whatever it's almost yeah. like the, okay right yeah you yeah, know, yeah. Get, yeah, yeah. yeah okay <laughs> and now right. i see where this was all headed yeah yeah kind of yeah, that's great so um okay so you know okay read a little bit about that um so now we're now we're we're um we're in the blight right and we're we're headed towards uh, we're headed towards the green uh, the green man and all this stuff. Yeah. And this is where we're going through the forest. And so this is where I had I saw this line that's so epic I had to stop and talk to everyone. So um as the mountains drew closer, so did the true blight. Where a leaf had been spotted black um and uh, modded yellow before, new foliage fell while uh wetly while he watched, breaking apart from the weight of its own corruption. Um, the trees themselves were tortured, crippled things, twisted branches, clawing up at the sky as if begging mercy from some power that refused to hear. So just kind of describing, you know, the, the blight. It's not really a good place to kind of be. Ooze slid from pus from barked, uh, cracked uh, and split as if nothing truly solid was left to them. The trees seemed to tremble from the passage of the horses over the ground. Looks as if they want to grab us, Matt. Uh, said nervously. Nynaeve gave him an exasperated, scornful look, and he added fiercely, well, they do look it, and and some of them do want it, the Aes Sedai said. Her eyes over her shoulder uh, were harder than Lance for an instant, but they want no part of what I am, and my presence protects you. Matt yeah. laughed uneasily as if he thought it a joke on her part. Rand was not so sure. This is when I was literally <laughs> reading this and I just stopped and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to text yeah, everybody. Don't. I was like, oh yeah. my God. I was like, Moraine is a boss. And so I was like, I had to, I, yeah. I texted everybody. I was like, oh, you guys, that so good. Every, literally every, uh, you know, uh, again, I text you and my brothers and stuff like that. And you guys all said the exact same thing. They're like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like Marines and I just just a boss in that. Well, it, it's it's really cool. Like the strat, like the, uh, the like the style, the technique there is like everyone else seems kind of afraid and seems whatever. She's very calm and cool and collected. And even Nynaeve is like you know yelling and raging. She stays calm, and it's something that Roseman Pike actually mentioned. Like her character must remain calm and like almost regal uh, throughout this this first season that they're shooting in this first book. And then it's like then you have this moment though, and it, it's so to see that fire in her eyes and to see her kind of like light up as in like, let, like I can handle this, like how to have that, 
she's always been confident, but like it's like another level and it's very different from what we've seen. And she doesn't really boast and brag about herself a lot, but it's sort of like, ah, uh, no, they want, they want nothing to do with what I am. Like I, I like we're you know, it, I don't know. And then to see the other characters kind of freak out around it, it's sort of like, yeah, we, we can't help but to, to freak out ourselves and go like, what is like, who is Moraine? What is mm-hmm. she? What is she about? You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, again. Yeah. Again. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just it's and that's been her character this whole this whole story because she just seems next level, you know, compared to everyone. She's like, everyone's like, oh, OK, here. Yeah. And then she, Moraine's like it, she's almost in a way, you know, again, another kind of she's like Gandalf. Right. You know, you think about, yeah, think about yeah. the fellowship. It's like, okay, well, we got Gandalf here, guys. It's no big deal, right? I mean, none of this stuff. Right. None yeah. of the stuff we really have to worry about. Um, so, okay, then they're attacked, right? So, mm-hmm. yep. so they are attacked, and this is where that that thing comes again. Rand's sword was in his hand, and he did not remember unsheathing it. Uh, he, he struck out again and again, the heron mark blades slicing through corrupted limbs, hungry branches jerked back, uh, severed with stumps. He almost thought it when he heard this, them scream, uh, but always more came wriggling like snakes, attempting to snare his arms, his waist, his neck, teeth barred in a um, in a snarl. He sought the, uh, the void and found it in stony. Uh, stubborn soil of the two rivers, Manetherin. He screamed back. So there we go. We go back to that. You know, Manetherin, Manetherin, mm-hmm. where they were. You know, when they when they were after we left. Um, oh God, not Tarvalin uh, or Camelin. Uh, where where the the town? Faldara? No, not Faldara. The town we were at. Remember, they were in the. It's when he uh, when Berlon. Berlon, yeah, right. Remember, Berlon, yeah, yeah. he leaves, he's on Bella, then Bella starts to run faster. Again, they, oh, yeah, yeah they have out their, their swords and everything, and then, and then they're like, I, oh, I was yeah. shouting stuff, I don't remember it, right? Same, yeah, you know, same type of thing here. And Matt shouts the same thing, right? You know, cry yeah. El Caldazar, um, cry mm-hmm. Elisande, Elisande. Um, so all that stuff is basically, <laughs> it just happens again, right? It's, it's awesome. It, it happened, it yeah. Totally, the same thing, totally happens, totally happens again, right? Uh, Perrin also stood in his stirrups, silent and grim. He had taken the lead. His and his axe hewed a path uh, through the forest. Um, his his golden eyes shining now. So we've got so we've got all that stuff going on. So it is just crazy to see like where we started, where we're at now. <laughs> and like it's just, uh, it's just it's 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 awesome. It's awesome. So uh, yeah. So again, they're being they're being attacked. Fireball streaked from uh, Moraine's hands. And where they struck a, uh, you know, a writhing tree became a torch, a tooth shaped, uh, a tooth shaped shrieked and beat with human hands, um, renting rent its own flaming flesh with fierce claws until it died. Um, and so, you know, this is when uh, we're we're running. Right. And mm-hmm. then we run into the green man. Yeah. 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 We're, tr- we're trying to get away. I mean, more rain sort of saying like she's by using the power to here. She's exposed them as well. And so their mm-hmm. need, by the way, to find him increases. I don't know if she meant to do that or what at the whole day, but her whole thing is like need is what is going to help us find this. Like we will be in. So, yeah, um, that's happening. The worms show up and like Nynaeve's yelling at Lan, like, don't go back. And even more rain is sort of like, be quiet, right. you know, but like, but like, seriously, Lan, like, listen, to, like, you're, you're not doing that. Uh <laughs> So and it's a, yeah yeah because yeah. Lan wants to take one out on his own and and she says no that's that's not a good idea right I mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah and you're right then yeah then they run into the green man and it's um it's awesome I mean it's pretty cool and and you know loyal I think is the one who's he's really blown away I mean he's this is really cool for him just to kind of see like they enter this place in which like the eye of the world where uh 
yeah, like all of the images change. It's it's green, it's lush, and everything. Correct, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so that's sort of their signal. Like, yeah, we we we're here. We've we've reached it. Um, yeah, Egwene whispering. You know, she sees. You know, she just says the green man, right? Uh, of of mm-hmm. course I am. You know, who else would be here? Uh, the hazelnut eyes regarded loyal. Um, it is good to see you, little brother. In the past, many of you came to visit me, but few of recent days. So he's talking about the Ogier and how they used to come visit and, you know, just that they're, it, it was good to see him. They used to come visit him, you know, and uh, I thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, he says, you honor yeah, me, true yeah, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he hasn't seen anybody, yeah, any anybody in a long time. Yeah, you none, you guys have not come in in quite some time, um, and so then uh, he's going to take him to the eye of the world. We have come to see the eye of the world. Come, I will take you. Yeah, so I mean, it's here. We're here. So now we get to chapter fifty. So again, so this is where we're we're really going to slow down a little bit here because um, these last three chapters is everything, right? It's like it's it's the end. It's yeah, the end it's of the where book. it's at. So. It's where it's all at. So, uh, leading the bay, Rand followed the green man with the other Edmonds fielders. Which again, I like that he I, again. I like that line just because it it reminds us of where we came from. Mm-hmm. Edmonds Field. Yeah. And now we're at the eye of the world. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the green man was a legend, of course, with stories told about him, and the tree of life in front of every fireplace in the two rivers, and not just the children. But after the blight, the trees and the flowers would have been another wonder of normality, even if the rest of the world had not been still. Uh, had not still trapped in winter um you know child of the dragon so what he called you know what he what, yeah. he, what he's what he what he keeps what he keeps saying you know what did he mean i don't you know I, I don't know um so as as we get there we you know we were we're coming up on the eye of the world and it's it's a pool right as i mean it's it's this it's this it's this pool which is the source of uh Sidine, yeah the male half of the one power Yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. This is sort of something that the, the green man is, is he's there to kind of um, protect. Right. He's he's this um, and to describe him. He's this like man shaped figure. Um, he's the last of his kind, which is interesting. So he's not he's not human himself. He's um, they, they call him a nim. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Like you can kind of, he actually, uh, someone made a connection, Sir David, uh, on our Patreon made a connection to him and like the Ents, you know, and Treebeard over in, in Lord of mm-hmm. the Rings. Again, we're making all kinds of Lord of the Rings connections here, uh, which is, which is pretty cool. But yeah, his clothes seem to be made of like plants. Um, he's, he's, uh, you know, half again as tall as an Ogier. So, um, which is interesting. Uh, another weird word thing here, like there's some sort of, uh, people kind of talk about how like he misremembers things or time is sort of confused for him or whatever. And you note that there's like a scar across like his head from maybe like an old mm-hmm. wound or something. Um, and, and you can imagine that the, you know, he's the last of his kind. So they've endured some type of hardship, uh, but he is set to guard the eye of the world. And it is this reservoir of uh, what they're calling like the essence of uh, Saidine. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was made pure after the taint of the, of the male half of the source. So, uh, yeah, I think they, yeah, it's it's in chapter 50. Yeah, we talk about like the Aes Sedai of like 100 Aes Sedai in the Age of Legends um, who who make it pure. And uh, yeah, so so the green man then must, you know, he can, he kind of watches over it. It's something that he, he protects. And so before, you know, in, in earlier chapters, we had heard that the Dark One meant to use this or that he meant to blind um, 
the, the, we, either we're going to use it to like it's it's going to be used either by us or by him or what have you. But that seems to be where it was a part of his plot and something that that Moraine wanted to foil. So, you know, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, OK. And so then uh, I mean, leads us, you know, right here. Um, the tree of life is not why we came. Right. Mm-hmm. Lorraine mm-hmm. said firmly, she gestured to the arch in there is. I will not go in with you, the green man says. Uh, I was set to guard it long, long ago, but it fe- uh, but it makes me uneasy to come uh, too close. I feel myself being made. I feel myself being unmade. My mm-hmm. end is linked with it somehow. Uh, I remember the making of it, some of the making. Uh, in the first days of the breaking of the world, when the joy of victory over the Dark One turned bitter with the knowledge that all might yet be shattered by the weight of the shadow... A hundred of them made it, men and women together. The greatest Aes Sedai works were always done so, joining Sidene and Sidar, and the true source is joined. They died, all to make it pure, knowing the world was torn around them, knowing they would die. They charged me to guard it against the need to come. It was not what I was made for, but all was breaking apart, and they were all and they were alone, and I was all they had. It was not what I was made for. But I have kept the faith. I have uh, I have kept faith until it was needed, and now it ends. Mm-hmm. You have you have kept faith better than most of us who gave you the charge. The I said I said perhaps it will not come as badly as you fear. Yeah, um, you know, and so I mean, this is this is it, man. This is, we're we're here, right? Yep. Um, there, Marine said at last, pointing ahead, and the corridor opened to a vast doomed space. The rough living rock of its ceiling dotted with clumps of glowing crystals. Below it, a pool took up the entire cavern, except for the walkway around, perhaps five paces wide, in the oval shape of an eye. The pool was lined about its rim with a low, flat edging of crystals that glowed with a duller yet fiercer. Light than those above. Its surface was as smooth as glass and as clear as the wine spring water. Rand felt as if his eyes could penetrate it forever, but he could not see any bottom to it. The eye of the world, Marine said. As he looked around in wonder and realized that uh, the long years since making 3,000 of them. So it's been here for 3,000 years, mm-hmm. had worked their way while no one came. Not all the crystals in the dome glowed with the same intensity. Some were stronger, some weaker, some flickered, and others were uh, faceted lumps to sparkle in the captured light. Had all shown, the dome would have been as bright as noonday, but they made it only late afternoon. Uh, but what was it? Matt asked. This doesn't look like any water I ever saw. He kicked a lump of dark stone. Uh, the size of his fist over the edge. Um, and then, you know, it, it, the rock goes and it sinks and it swells and it glows larger than ever. You know, what is it? He demanded and shocked at the ho- horse harshness of his own voice. It might be called the essence of Sidene, the essence of the male half of the true source, the pure essence of the power wielded by men before the time of madness, the power to mend the seal on the dark one's prison or break it open completely. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's good. This is what I texted you, and I was like, it is getting yeah. real it, it is getting real. Like, it's getting real. Like, this is a dangerous substance we are near. Like, there's something going on here. Um, yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. And so I, Rand's throat. Oh, okay, good. Well, I, I just want to put out one thing. I, I think it's interesting. Um, 
because you often ask, and we'll, we'll probably cover this a little bit, maybe at the start of the extended edition, but like you often ask me like about timelines. We, we think back to the histories a little bit. Um, and it's sort of like this was, so let me see, see if I can find it. I might've just lost it, but like they, okay. The, the essence of the male half of the true source, the pure essence of the power wielded by men before the time of madness. Um, the, yeah. Let me see here. Where did it say that they, that it was mended? Um, that it took a hundred of them, right? Let me go back to that. Cause I just want to make sure I get exactly, because the idea is that it was mended. It seemed, it seemed to me that like it was, so the source had been tainted, you know, and that this mm. was a, a hundred of them, men and women and the men who, yeah, I do remember that. I don't, I don't think I have that, that particular line highlighted, but I do that. I do. I do remember that where they said men and women together. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, I got yeah. it. Yeah. So a hundred of them made it men and women together. The greatest of the ice to die, uh, you know, worked, um, works were always done that way. Saeedin, Saeedar. Um, yeah, they all died. Um, they died all to make it pure while the world was torn around them. So I just want to point out that it was something that they like, so they, they, this is the last little bit of like that source. Remember, you know, we, we talked in the prologue that loose Theron had gone mad and the counter strike mm -hmm. yeah. by right it was, was to make whenever you pulled upon the male half of that source like over time the more you pulled on it and the more power you drew in there was a taint to it and you became tainted your mind uh was skewed and you started to lose your way like you you became crazy um so after that i it seems to me like a hundred of these said i got together and they they purified it and they they kept this pool set here and as you said, it's either to mend the the, the patch or the bore or the whatever um, to help to seal, continue to seal the dark one away or to break him, you know, open to like to break, break him out of his prison. So it's like they, they made this, they gave their lives for it. And then the green man was there to protect it until, until when and for what, you know, so um, when he is needed. Yeah. And it's actually the, like the mending of it is a big deal. So like, that's just. All I want to say. All right, moving on. Okay. So, um, you know, so Rand's throat rasped as if he had been screaming, which is interesting, mm -hmm. uh, as all this is going on. Why did you bring us here? Because you are Tavirin. The Aes Sedai's face was unreadable. Her eyes shimmered and seemed to pull at him because the Dark One's power will strike here and because it must be confined and stop or the shadow will cover the world. There is no need greater than this. Uh, greater than that. Let us go out to the sunlight again while there is yet time. Without waiting to see if they would follow, she started back up the corridor with Lane, with Lan, uh, who stepped perhaps a bit quick, you know, quick, uh, more quickly than usual for him. Egwene and Nynaeve hurried right behind, right behind her. Okay, I'm gonna skip just, uh, just one paragraph ahead here. I do not like this, Marine. Nynaeve said angrily when the sun shone on them again. I believe the danger is as great as you say, or I would not be here. But this is. I have found you at last. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Rand jerked as if a rope had tightened around his neck. The words, the voice, for a moment, he believed it was Balsamon. But the two men who walked out of the trees, faces hidden by their cows, did not wear cloaks the color of dried blood. One cloak was dark gray and the other as dark as a dark green. And they seemed musty, even in the open air, and the men were not fades... The breeze stirred their cloaks. Who are you? Lance's stance was cautious with his hand on his sword hilt. How did you come here? If you are seeking the green man, 
He guided us. The hand that pointed to Matt was an old and shriveled uh, to scarcely human, lacking a fingernail and with knuckles gnarled like knots of a piece of rope. Matt took a step back, eyes widening. An old thing, an old friend, an old enemy, but he is not the one we seek. The green cloak man finished. The other man stood as if he would never speak. Moraine uh, straightened to her full height, no more than a shoulder high to any man there, but suddenly seeming as tall as the hills. Her voice rang like a bell demanding, who are you? Hands pushed back hoods and Rand uh, goggled. The the old man was older than old. He made uh, Sen Bui look like a child. In the, boom, in the bloom of health. <laughs> the skin of his face was like crazed parchment drawn tight over a skull, then pulled tighter still. Wispy tufts of, of brittle hair stood at odd places on his on his scalp. His ears were withered, uh, bits like scraps of ancient leather, his eyes sunken, peering out of his head as if from the end of tunnels. Yet the other was worse. A tight black uh, leather um, uh, carpace covered the one's head and face completely, but the front of it was worked into a perfect face, a young man's face, laughing wildly, laughing insanely, frozen forever. I am called Agonar, the old one said, and he is Balthamiel. He no longer speaks with his tongue. The wheel grinds exceedingly fine over 3,000 years imprisoned. <laughs> His sunken eyes slid into the arch. Balthamiel leaned forward, his mask's eyes on the white stone opening as if he wanted to go straight in. So long without, Agonar said softly, so long. The light protect, Loyal began, his voice shaking and cut off abruptly when Agonar looked at him. The forsaken, Matt said hoarsely, are bound in Shay Al Ghul. We're bound. Agonar smiled. Shit. Some of us. I know what I, I literally stopped. Okay, stop texting everybody. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh no. Some of us are no longer bound. The seals weaken, I said I. Like Ishmael, we walk around the world again, and soon the rest of us will come. I was too close to this world in my captivity. I and Balthamil too close to the grinding of the wheel, but soon the great Lord of the Dark will be free and give us new flesh, and the world will be ours once more. You will have no loose Theron Kinslayer this time, no Lord of the Morning to save you. We know the one we seek now, and there is no more need for the rest of you. Wow. Yeah, dude, they are here, man. Like It they, is getting real. Yeah. Man. yeah. I mean, this whole time we've been talking about them being bound. You know, I deny the Dark One. Um, they're bound, right? There's, they're imprisoned. The Forsaken are in there with the Dark One, right? And then they talk about the closeness being that they were closest to the boar. And that's, you must imagine them like, like if you were thawing ice, you know, and like, like if they were frozen in this prison, that these were the ones that were closest to the edge, you know, and that these are the ones who, as the prison was thawed, they come forward, you know, but yeah, they're no longer bound in Sheogul. Like here they are. So it's, it's, yeah, it's intense. And they're the most no, I've, powerful. I mean, these are again people who like what the Aes Sedai now can do with the power versus what they what these guys could do back in the day is is just nuts. It's so. totally, it's totally, it's, yeah, it's, to it's totally different. So, um, so Lan' uh, sword sprang from his scabbard too fast for Rand's eyes to follow. Yet the the warder hesitated, eyes flickering to Moraine, to Nynaeve. The two women stood well apart to put them himself between either of them, and the Forsaken would put him further from the other. Only for a heartbeat, the hesitation lasted. But as the warder's feet moved, Agonar raised his hand, um, 
It was a scornful gesture, a flipping of his gnarled fingers as if to shoo away a fly. The warder flew backwards through the air as uh, through a huge fist, as though a huge fist had caught him. With a dull thud, Lan struck the stone arch, hanging there for an instant before dropping into a flaccid heap, his sword lying near his outstretched hand. No, Nynaeve screamed. Be still, Marine commanded. But before anyone else could move, the wisdom's knife had left her belt and she was running towards the forsaken, her small blade upraised. I mean, it is crazy, man. It's yeah. like, oh God, we are it is battle. Everything, everything is going um, you know, just crazy, crazy fast. Right, right, right. Well, um, it, every, it, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, like like Moraine is standing there and it's almost like it, it's it's like when um Oh gosh, uh, Obi Wan and Anakin show up to face Count Dooku, and, and right. Obi Wan's right. like, "All right, we'll take them together, right?" But you know, these guys just go rushing in there. I'm, ta- I'm taking them now, right? Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, so this is when this is when you know the, the fight breaks out, right? You know, the, the fight breaks out. Um, Moraine, Moraine is fighting. Um, yeah, you know, Moraine is fighting. Nynaeve is fighting. The green man, right, mm-hmm. steps in. This is my place, and you shall hurt no living thing here. Excuse me. Uh, Balthamiel tossed aside, uh, tossed Nynaeve aside like a rag, and like a crumpled rag, she fell, eyes staring limp as if all of her bones had melted. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, yeah, one leather-clad hand lifted the green man, uh, roared as smoke rose from the vines that wove him. Uh, the wind in the trees echoed his pain. Aganor turned back to Rand and the others as if the green man had been dealt with, but one's long stride and massive lefty, um, leafy arms wrapped themselves around Balthamil, raising him high, crushing him a- a- against a chest of thick creepers. Black leather mask laugh, um, laughing into hazelnut eyes dark with anger. Like serpents, Balthamil's arms uh, writhed free, his gloves, his glove hands grasping the green man's head as if uh, though he would wrench it off. I mean, so they're just, I mean, they're going back. They're just going yeah. back and forth. Right. Um, uh, you know, uh, and, and so they're, 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 conti- they're continuing, uh, you know, you know, fighting there, um, uh, with a groan, like a limb breaking under, uh, too great a weight. The green man crashed into the ground. Half his head was charred black tendrils of smoke still rose from him like gray creepers burned leaves fell from his arm uh, as he painfully stretched out his blackened hand to gently cup an acorn. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Um, so again, yeah. So, 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 so their fight uh, is, is going on and, you know, basically basically ends. Yeah. Both um, gets, I mean, he's like, he, he, yeah, he gets, I mean, the, the, like the green man, you know, gives up his life essentially to, to, to beat him. I mean, he did mm-hmm. like he's and actually you can kind of see at one point both almost like pushing away, trying to like get away. But the, the green man just like like trying to hold him in place and mm-hmm. and uh, consume him with like this, you know, vines and and like growth and stuff like that. So it's sort yeah, of yeah, power. I mean, that's his yeah, his his final act, his final act there. The green man's head fell, but the seedlings reached for the sun, straining roots shot out and thickened, uh, delved beneath the ground and rose again, thickening more as they sank. Um, you know, and an oak that could have uh, stood 500 years covered the spot where the green man had been, marking the tomb of a legend. Nynaeve lay on the gnarled roots, uh, groaned, grown curved to her shape to make a bed for her to rest upon. Uh, the winds, 
the wind sighed through the oak's branches, it seemed to to murmur farewell. Um, and even Agonar mm. seemed stunned. Uh, then his head lifted, uh, cavernous eyes burning with hate. Enough. It is past time for this. Yes, Forsaken, Moraine said. Um, past time. Her yeah. voice as cold as a deep winter ice. I mean, it is. they're just going at each other. Yeah. yeah. The Aes Sedai's hand rose and the ground fell away beneath Agonar's feet. Flame roared from the chasm, whipped to a frenzy by wind howling uh, in um in from every direction, sucking a maelstrom of leaves into the fire, um, which seemed to solidify into a red streaked yellow jelly of pure heat. In the middle of it, Agonor stood, his feet supported only by the air. The Forsaken looked startled, but then he smiled and took a step forward. It was a slow step, as if the fire tried to root him to the spot, but he took it and another. Run, Marine commanded. All of you run. You know, again, and, uh, totally just comes back in my mind. Mm-hmm. Fly, you fools. You yeah, know, yeah, just, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, totally, yeah. totally, totally, totally. Yeah, ball. Thing. Yeah, just, like, yeah, yeah. totally the same thing. Right. Um, and then this was this is what I what I thought was crazy. Um you know, uh, Moraine yells that Rand was aware of the others moving Matt and Perrin dashing away at the edge of, the, of his vision. Loyal's long legs carrying him into the trees, but all he could really see was Egwene. She stood there rigid, face pale and eyes closed. It was not fear that held her, he realized. She was trying to throw her puny, untrade wielding of the of the power at against the Forsaken. Roughly, he grabbed her arm and pulled her around to face him. Run, he shouted, but her eyes opened, staring at him, angry with him for interfering. Mm-hmm. Liquid with hate for Agonar and the fear of the Forsaken. Run, he said, pushing her towards the trees. Run. <coughs> Excuse me. But Agonor's withered face turned toward him, uh, toward the running Egwene behind him as the Forsaken walked through the flames, as if the eyes, what the eyes said I was doing did not concern him. Mm-hmm. Um, he had, you know, uh, and so then the flames still surrounded Agonor, patches of his cloak smoldering as he walked, as if he had all the time in the world. And the fire's rim was near. Ran turned and ran. Behind him, he heard Moraine begin to scream yeah yeah wow. i mean it is like it is intense here i mean it is yeah it's like yeah. It, well, well and so yeah like like one of the things they mentioned earlier what makes it almost a little bit like crazier creepier like like um Balthamo and Agonor are talking about the pleasures of the flesh and stuff too so like mm-hmm. at the end of that yeah, yeah, yeah. like he's looking at Egwene as if like He's coming like he's turning towards Egwene. Moraine right. is like trying to hold his every step with every ounce of like the the power that she can summon, you know, and slow him down so that they can run. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and then Nynaeve, when when he was grabbed by by Balthamon, like like there was that we, you know. So yeah, it's sort of like these guys are are next level, and and Moraine, who we know is super powerful, is screaming and telling them to run, and Egwene is 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 the target there and so rant's trying to distract him and like get his attention um and divert divert him away from her right still trying to protect Egwene, which is which is awesome at yeah. the end there yeah yeah absolutely um okay so then again so now we move into chapter 51 against the shadow which is like where all hell breaks loose. Yeah. i mean i mean i mean, I mean li- uh, quite, yeah. lit- quite quite literally is uh, just about what's uh you know about to happen you know the land tended um, upward the way Rand went, but fear lent his legs strength, and they 
eight ground and long strides, tearing his way through flowering bushes and tangles of wild rose, scattered petals, not caring if thorns ripped his clothes or even his flesh. Marine had stopped screaming. Uh, it seemed as if the shrieks had gone on forever, each one more throat-wrenching than the last, but he knew um, they had lasted only moments altogether, moments before Agonor would be on his trail. He knew it would, it would be him that Agonor followed. He had seen... He had seen the certainty in the Forsaken's hollow's eyes in the last second before terror uh, whipped his feet to run. Mm. Um, so he's so you know so basically he is he is running he's running. Um, there has to be some way. I'll go back and find a way. You know, find a way around. Go back as he kind of runs into a you know kind of. Uh, blocked path there yeah when he turned agonar was there just reaching for the crest the forsaken topped the hill without any difficulty walking up the, st- the steep slope as if it were level ground deep sunken eyes burned at him from that drawn parchment face somehow it seemed less withered than before uh those eyes were fixed on him when agonar spark spoke it was almost to himself balzamon will give rewards beyond mortal dreaming for the one who brings you to shale ghoul yet my dreams have always been beyond those of other men, and I left mortality behind millennia ago. What difference if you serve the great lord of the dark alive or dead? None to the spread of the shadow. Why should I share power with you? Why should I bend uh, yeah, bend the knee to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, who faced, who, uh, who, I, who faced Luce there in Telamon in the Hall of the Servants itself, I, who threw my might against the Lord of the Morning, and met him stroke for stroke, I think not. Rand's mouth dried like dust. His tongue felt as shriveled as Agonar. Wow. Uh, so, it, yeah. real quick note there. I mean, he's basically defying orders. I mean, he is supposed yeah. to be taking him back to Shale Ghoul and things like that, but he's like, nah, I'm not I'm not going to compete with you. Um, like, I'm not going to... Like, you know, oftentimes when Baalzaman comes to their dreams, um, he's giving... You know, join me is the thing. Mm-hmm. Join me. Um, you know, I mean, Vader says he will join us or die, right? So, like, exactly, he's not even giving them that choice. It's just like I'm not giving you. Like, I was supposed to do that, but no, I don't want to. If you do join us, I'll have to compete with you for whatever it is that is going on on the dark side there. So yeah. he's 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 just out to kill him, and basically he's just sort of like, you know, I went stroke for stroke with um Luce Theron. Like, I'm I'm a boss, yeah. is what he's saying. I'm I'm pretty legit. So. He's not too worried about this at all. Well, he should be. Yeah, he should. Uh, he, he should be because uh, <laughs> things are about to change very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has to be some way to get away from him, some way to escape. There has to be some way. That's yep. uh, Rand thinking there. Suddenly, he felt something, saw it, though he knew it was not there to see. A glowing rope ran off from Agonar behind him, white like sunlight seen through the purest cloud, heavier than a blacksmith's arm, lighter than air, connecting the Forsaken to something distant, beyond knowing something within the touch of Rand's hand. The rope pulsed, and with every throb, Agonar grew stronger, more fully fleshed, a man as tall and strong as himself, a man harder than the warder, more deadly than the blight. Yet beside that shining cord, the Forsaken seemed almost not to exist. The cord was all. It hummed, it sang, it called Rand's soul. One bright finger strand lifted away, drifted, touched him, and he gasped. 
mm-hmm. like build him and the heat that should have burned yet only warmed as if he took the chill of the grave from his bones the thra- the strand thickened i have to get away no agonar shouted you shall not have it it is mine Rand did not move and neither did the forsaken yet they fought as surely as if they grappled in the dust sweat beaded on agonar's face no longer withered no longer old that of a strong man in his prime ram pulsed with the beating um with beating in the cord like the heartbeat of the world it uh, filled his being light filled his mind till only a corner of what was left for him was for himself he wrapped the void around that nook sheltered in emptiness away mine agonar cried warmth built and ran the warmth of the sun the radiance of the sun bursting the awful radiance of light of the light you know and so they're going back yeah. and forth you know away mine away mine uh, and Rand was no longer on, uh, you know, and so, uh, Rand was no longer on the hilltop. He um, quivered with the light that that suffused him. His mind would not work. Light, heat blinded it. The light in the midst of the void. The light blinded his mind, stunned him with awe. He stood in a broad mountain pass, surrounded by jagged black peaks like the teeth of the Dark One. It was real. He was there. He felt the rocks under his boots, the icy breeze on his face. Battles surrounded him, or the tail end of battle. Armored men on armored horses, shining steel, dusty now, slashed and stabbed at snarling trollocs, wielding spiked axes and scythe-like swords. Some men fought afoot, their horses down, and uh, and, and barded horses galloped through the fight without empty saddles. Fades moved amongst them, night black cloaks hanging still. However, the dark mounts galloped, and wherever their uh, their swords swung, men died. Sounds beat at Ram, beat at him, and bounced from the strangeness that had him by the throat. I mean, it is just it is like he's he's in yeah. uh, he's in a trance. He's in uh, yeah. he's he's traveling through time and space and and, and yes, everything. He is. The yes, light. He I mean, is. It is, yes, awesome. he is. Let me it tell you, awesome. it is awesome. So let, let me just like all of that was great, and, and let me pull out a few points here. So like. I mean, they're battling over what Rand sees as, and I, I'm just going to make this connection. You know, we we just a were, thread, a, th- a thread of time. Is thre- that that's what it's fe- a thread? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's right. a great way to put. Yeah, so like that is like, so they go to this the eye of the world, and there's this pool of what is like purified Saidine. Like this is the male half of the of the true source. Like you can pull from this, and it's a pool that you can you know whatever. So Agonor is there, like that same thread that is hitting him that he's that's pulsating and stuff and it's giving him new life and energy and like his skin is becoming more firm and he's becoming like youth is almost returning to him uh and he sees him leveling up well that same thread then he he felt it before he saw it and so i like to kind of imagine as if they're like some force battle you know and like they're standing there and the wind is swirling around them and like you know you can't really see what they're doing but yet you you can feel it and there's like this pulsating whatever going on around them and rand is is then hit by the same thread he pulls it whether he knows it or not like uh summons it and then it, it connects with him and then boom i mean he's in awe he's hit with this light and stuff and something i've never really paid much attention to i just kind of thought oh he, he defeats agonor but it's almost implied that like agonor defeats himself and that, like, he, you know, is is racing with Rand to pull more of this power into himself. And it just says that his eyes, like, you know, that he, that he almost gets, like, burnt out. Like, there's this uh, fire in his mouth and, and in his eyes that was consuming him, if you will. And then, yeah, dude, all Rand wants to do is to use this power to get away. 
you know, because he it's it's sort of like it's it's out of necessity. It's out of like I need to escape because this is a you know one of the forsaken. And then boom, he is like transported. He travels away. And what's crazy is so that in, going back to the beginning of this episode and the beginning of this chapter when they're in Faldara, like one of the things that um, Agalmar is sort of like, hey, we need your guys's help at Tarwin's Gap because there's a Trolloc horde coming down here. We're sending all of our forces. We're actually sending people out of Faldara, you know, to the capital of Shinar so we can kind of fight this force. And, and Moraine and Aes Sedai would be like to have an Aes Sedai there would be amazing. So then like Rand is like transported there he travels there and he is at tarwin's gap and he sees this going down this fight and literally he's seen upon this hill the drakkar are there fades see him and then boom like like fireballs like the earth is falling away underneath them lightning is striking the the, the drakkar like you talk about like it, i imagine when they do this too in in the show and stuff Rand is not even going to look like Rand. I mean, he is going to be so pulsating with power. It was almost like, like you know, when like Thor like summons his power and like there's right. lightning in his yep. eyes and stuff. That's mm -hmm. what I'm seeing here. It's like he he's not even in control anymore. I mean, it's just it's nuts. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, and so I mean, it's it it is it is it is just awesome, right? I mean, it's just like it, you know, it's very similar to what we see in the in the very 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 beginning with Luce Theron, yeah. right? I mean it's it's almost it's almost the exact same thing happening happening here. I mean he is seeing all of these different kind of kind of things, right? The Black Hawk of Faldara, the White Heart of Shinir, Trollocs battling. Uh, you know, Rand finds himself uh, facing the end of a pass where humans were reforming, penance stirring. Um, you know, he the forces of the Dark One filled the other end of the pass. I mean, he's seeing all of these things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, happening uh, at this time from the clear sky, lightning came each bolt crisp and sharp, searing his eyes, each bolt striking a winged black shape hunt, you know, hunting cries became shrieks of death. Um, you know, the heat, the terrible heat of the light. He falls to his knees. You know, he shouts, he shouts, no, you know, um, you know, this, this hat, this has to end. Um, and then everything kind of does almost kind of kind of end a little bit here right and so then you get you just get to this part right here the wind died the screams died the earth was still dust and smoke swirled back from the past to surround him the light blind you balsamon this has to end it is not here it was not rand's thought making his skull vibrate i will take no part only the chosen one can do what must be done if he will where he didn't want to say but he could not stop himself where the haze surrounding him um, parted leaving a dome of clear clean air Clean air, ten spans high, not here. Through the mist, as if the far end of the earth came, the light wills it. Um, within the void, his mind knew a moment of panic. You know, this this ha it has to be ended. And so darkness and everything, and it's, again, it's 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 almost like it feels like it's eating Rand alive, right? Like this is too much for him to handle. Wow, dude. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I, I yeah, it's it's actually really cool. And when you look, if you actually have a book, and, and I don't know if on the Kindle is, does it have the the words kind of um. Like like all caps. You yeah, see, it does. So, all yeah. caps, italicized, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's it's so. Uh, like like the the key there is that you know um the light blinds you, Balzaman. Right. This has to end. Uh, it is not here. Um, it was not Rand's thought making his skull vibrate. So it was not his thought. Uh, I would take no part. Only the chosen one can do what must be done if he will. 
so who's you know who's right. talking to who here right that's sort mm-hmm. of the question um where he did not want to say but he could, but he could not stop himself where yeah this this haze is surrounding him um man that is all really good stuff there and it's just sort of like there's this conversation that's happening um and then as you say it's like the light wills it and then now um let me see here yeah they're almost like transported somewhere else mm-hmm. and, and and a fight and then breaks out and then Right, and then a fight breaks out in a a conversation. In the midst of the light of the void drifted, in the the midst of the void floated Rand. He reached for the the soil of his home. He felt hard rock, unyielding and dry. Um, Unyielding and dry stone without pity where only the strong could survive, only those as hard as the mountains. I am tired of running. He could not believe his voice was so calm. Tired of you threatening my friends. I will run no more. Balzaman had a cord too. He saw a black cord, thicker by far than his own, so wide it should have dwarfed the human body, yet dwarfed by Balzaman instead. Each pulse along that black vine ate, or vein ate light. You think it makes any difference whether you run or stay? The flames of Balzaman's mouth laughed. Um, you have fled from me many times, and each time I run you down and make you eat your pride with sniveling tears for spice. Many times you have stood and fought, then groveled in defeat, begging mercy. You have this choice, worm, and this choice only. Kneel at my feet and serve me well, and I will give you power above thrones. Or be Tarvalin's puppet, fool, and scream while you are on the ground um, into the dust of time. Mm. Rand shifted, glancing back through the door as if seeking a way to escape, letting the Dark One think that. Beyond the door, there was still the black of nothings, split by the shining thread that ran from his body. And out there, Balzaman's heavier cord ran as well. The two cords beat like heart veins in counter time against each other. So that's mm-hmm. like pretty pretty yeah. interesting. Now we're, now we're starting to see a little bit of how this whole this whole works, the light versus the dark. There are other choices, Rand yeah. said. The wheel weaves the pattern, not you. Every trap you've laid for me, I've escaped. I've escaped your fades, your trollocs, your dark friends. I tracked you here and destroyed your army on the way. You do not weave the pattern. Balzaman's eyes roared like two furnaces. His lips did not move, but Rand thought he heard a curse screamed at Agonar. Then the fires died, and that ordinary human face smiled at him in a way um, that chilled even through the warmth of the light. Other armors can be raised, fool. Armies that you uh, you have not dreamed of will yet come. And you tracked me. You slug under a you slug under a rock. Track me. I began setting your path the day you were born. I mean, it's just yeah, it is. Yeah. it's like every line is like so huge. It, it's like so important. Just, yeah, yeah. You always just got to read this whole this whole this whole chapter, right? Um, you know the black. Uh, uh, you know he says. Uh, he says, you know, I, I, uh, a path lead to your grave or here. I yield allowed to flee or, uh, or one to live to speak the words that would echo down in the years. Jane Farstrider, uh, who I painted like a fool and sent the ogier thinking he was free of me. The black Aja wriggling like worms on their bellies across the world to search you out. Um, I pulled the strings in the Armelian seat, dance, uh, dances and thinks, you know, I pull the strings and the Armelian. Armelin's seat dances and thinks she controls the events. Um, you know, Rand's yep. thinking he knows it all. He could have, um, he could have done. It could be the way he says. The light warmed the void. Doubt cried out, and he was stilled till only uh, the seed remained. He struggled, not knowing whether he would. He wanted to bury the seed or to make it grow. Yeah. So, really, what's happening? Just real quick. I mean, like, like a lot of what's being said there. We've heard about Jane Farstrider, this hero. 
Um, we've heard about the Omerlin seat being a big deal. Like, um, I mean, I mean, I mean, like all these things that that should be like like pillars of goodness and light. That like basically the dark one. Okay, Balsamon is kind of saying like you don't know anything. You know, like like there's there's so much you don't know. There are so many things that I am in in control of. I am pulling the strings here, um, and I am controlling events. I am sending people this way and that way and tracking you and I've laid your path, you know, which is crazy because then you go back to, and this is, that's the nuts part is you've got like a different Rand here, you know, who's speaking saying, you know, I tracked you here. It destroyed your armies on the way. Like what it just, that that's, I don't know. That's nuts. And so then now there's the seed of doubt, right. That's there. Um, and what are you, what are you going to do with it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And OK, so then this is where things get really crazy. Right. Um, you know, look, uh, you know, Rand says, I deny you again. You have no power of me and I will not kneel to you alive or dead. Look, Balsamon says, look, unwilling. Rand yet turned his head. Egwene stood there and Nynaeve, pale and frightened with flowers in their hair. And another woman, little older than the wisdom, gray eyed and beautiful, clothed in two rivers dress. You know, mother, he says, his mother smile. No, my mother is dead and the other two are safe away from here. I deny you. Um, you know, he says she at least, Balsamon said, is mine to do with as I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rand shook his head. I deny you. He had to force the words out. She is dead and safe from you in the light. His mother's lips trembled. Tears trickled down her cheeks. Each one burned him like acid. The Lord of the grave is stronger than he once was, my son, she said. His reach is longer. The father of lies has a, a honeyed tongue for unwary souls, my son, my only darling son. I would spare you if I could, but he is my master now. His whim, the laws of my existence, I can but obey them and grovel for his favor. Only you can free me. Please, you know, please, please, basically what basically what she says. Um, so Rand um you know you know and then uh he basically begins to torture her the wall ripped out from her um as barefaced fades pale and eyeless closed round her clothes ripped away in their uh bloodless hands hands that wielded uh, pincers and clamps and things that stung and burned and whipped against her naked flesh her scream would not end i mean it's mm-hmm. real yeah you know rand screamed echoed hers right i mean so it is just it is just getting it's just getting really crazy here. The void mm-hmm. boiled in his mind. His sword was in his hand, not the heron mark blade, but a blade of light. Uh, even as he raised it, a fiery white bolt shot from the point as if the blade itself had reached out. It touched the nearest fade and uh, blinding, you know, and, and blind uh, blind uh, filled the the chamber shining through the half men like a candle through paper burning through them blinding his eyes to the scene uh you yeah. know she said then he hears a whisper thank you my son thank the light you know the blessed light yeah and then he's doing things yeah. he shouldn't be able to do here i mean he absolutely he's like yeah like like he's reaching into into realms that he can't i mean this is this is nuts you know yeah, like, oh absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah so i mean and, this, then, and then yeah. and then Rand says you know it's ended balsamon screams and the sword fell and the sword falls, you know, you know, yep. and then Rand thinks it's ended. It's ended. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 over. And then, you know, the, then basically, you know, it's like fire fills this chamber. Um, you can see Balsamon writhing like a leaf. The flame becomes a pure white light. Um, and that's and that's kind of how that chapter ends. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's then basically he kind of, uh, you know, then he's kind of seems like he's fall as you move into the chapter 52 here. He seems like he's falling through this kind of. 
uh, void there at the beginning, right? You know, he became aware of the sun first moving across the sky. Um, it seemed to go by in fits and starts, standing still for days and then darting head in a streak of light. Um, and so he's kind of, oh, you know, like what's kind of going on here? Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. So he kind of comes at like this whole, and it, it does happen so fast, uh, even though it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. It, it's only like a few paragraphs or a couple pages there right. too, where all this action takes place and he's fighting Balsamon and like, um, like all these things were, were, I mean, he, he Balsamon is trying to bring him into the fold, trying to, to, you know, convert him, to turn him, show him you're he's, not pulling the strings, all these different he things, see, show he him sees his mother. His, he, see, he sees his mom. He's, I mean, so much stuff happens in that one chapter. I mean, we could do a tire two hour episode on it. I mean, it's, it's like huge. Yeah. What is all happening in there? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I like, I don't know. That was, that. that's, it's awesome. And then like, it's weird every time, like, like as he is striking against him too, you'll notice there's almost like this, this like, like, um, like, like, as if it's not balls him on laughing. Like there's something else, mm-hmm. a presence something that's else. laughing too, you know. And it's it's it's, it's uh, I don't know. It's it's awesome. So yeah, yeah. And he also shouts that he, you know you cannot wield it until until he's been taught, right? So like you're not able to do that, like that like type of thing. Like this is not right. Like why are you, why are you able to wield the sword of light? Um, and he kind of says that you're gonna you're gonna destroy yourself, right? Um, but yeah, so, you know, Rand goes and he cuts the, the black cord, uh, from his back and he, and he hurls him into that fireplace and, um, then Rand's own cord kind of like, like you said, he kind of comes out of this, right? He walks over to Balsamon, boom, um, you know, he starts to fall through what, like whatever this trance mm-hmm. he was in, you know, back to the real world. If mm-hmm. that's what, you know, air quote real world like you know it's right yeah yeah i don't yeah, know I man know. i know man it's just like it's like whoo it's like you gotta take a second to like whoo okay like after i read that i was like you after, after you read that chapter you're just like hold like there's so much stuff that happens in that chapter you just gotta like take a second and try to well your mind's racing it. even as you were reading it i'm like my mind's racing so like oh yeah, yeah wow well, you're oh starting, God, to, yeah. starting to yeah. Ooh, yeah form the exactly. vision again yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And so, okay. So as you as you move as you move into the next thing, you know, Rand's basically kind of coming out of this whole this whole thing. Really, I mean, um, mm-hmm. y- you know. And then he uh, and the, this is where he kind of starts talking to everybody and like, okay, all right, here's it's kind of explaining like, well, here's uh, what happened, right? And everyone's trying yeah. to like piece it together and say, you know, what happened with you? And here's kind of what happened with us. Um, um, y- you know. Um, yeah. Like, what you know? What about you, Rand? Right? Rand's like, I'm fine. He laughed. You know, as he touched Egwene's cheek and wondered, um, you know, like I just need a little bit of rest. And and Moraine's kind of explaining. You know, Moraine was the only one who got really kind of hurt. You know, she said I suffered more injury to my pride than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they're kind of just explaining this, and then Rand has to start telling them what happened with him. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's right. It that's where things get a little more interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, and that's sort of, what does he do? I mean, he starts to kind of realize what he did do and mm-hmm. the cords of power, these threads that were, uh, that he was attached to. And then the association with Sidine and the, and the source there, uh, that he's around, like it's, it's crazy too. I mean, he believes right. That he has defeated the dark one. I mean, he comes yep. back and he, and he sees like those, uh, burnt, uh, clothes or whatever of, of, um, Agenor, right. And he starts to kind of shout Shaitan. Like he thinks like 
he's done it. Like he's naming the dark one, you know? And it's like, whoa, dude. Like, <laughs> let's calm like, down. Right. I mean, Nick would love that. Your brother, Sir Nick would love, love to, to be, right. you know, naming the dark one. He does. Well, he does and he doesn't. Right. But, right. Yeah, um, he does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, and so as as he's explaining his, you know, he's dead. The Dark One said, I killed him. I burned him with the rest of his many memory flooded back then, leaving his mouth hanging wide open. The one power. I wielded the one power. You know, he mm-hmm. licks his lips that were suddenly dry. A gust of wind swirled, uh, fallen and falling leaves around them, but it was no colder than his heart. They were all looking at him, watching, not even blinking. He reaches out to Egwene, and there was no imagination in her drawing back this time. Uh, Egwene, you know, she abruptly, you know, then she flings her arms around him. She's like, I'm sorry, Rand, I don't care. Um, You know, then, you know, Nynaeve, the wheel weaves as the wheel wills. It's just like, it's like, okay, it's everyone's like, okay, man, we just kind of got to go along with it, right? You know, Moraine's like, tell me everything that happened, like everything. Yeah. He's then he's then he basically kind of he tells it. You know, she has he has um she has my mother, right? He's like yeah. the light pulled me along. It wasn't really me. Uh, Moraine says, you know, I had suspicions from the start. Uh, suspicions are not proof, though. After I gave you the token, the coin that made you, that made the bonding, you should have been willing to f- um to fall in with whatever I wanted, but you resisted. Question told me that uh, told me something, uh, but. But not enough. Manetherin blood was always stubborn, and more so after Aemon died, um, and Eldrin's heart was shattered. Then there was Bella. Uh, she says, "You know, mm-hmm. you know." She says, "I didn't heal Bella." Remember mm-hmm. when? Bella, remember you go back yep. when Bella when Bella was running, and suddenly Bella was running just fine, right? And right, yeah. Uh, what's um, <sighs> Liam Byers, right? Who you know, you know, Maglum, right? On uh, one of our Ben the Knee listeners, he sent me a message and said. And he said, uh, and I can't remember if we read it on the show or not. But he said, "I think I think Rand healed Bella." Mm-hmm. Is what is what is what he had said. So I definitely want to give him a shout out for that because that's totally what happens. He's 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 a first reader uh, as well here. And so um, he sent me a message on Facebook. Yes, yeah, yeah. Exa- yeah. So yeah, Rand, Rand healed Bella, right? And so Moraine said that was really interesting when you know that happened. Um, and so then basically mm. Rand's, you know, starting to freak out a little bit because we all know that men aren't supposed to wield the power, right? Because there's no one to teach them or anything. And so he starts asking Moraine, could you could you teach me? And she says, can a cat teach a dog to climb trees? Right. Can a, mm-hmm. can a fish yeah. teach a bird to swim? She says, I know Sidar, but I do not. I don't know. I know nothing of Sidine. She's like, I'm, there are there are those who could three thousand years ago. Perhaps you are stubborn enough, though. Perhaps your will is strong enough. So yeah. this is when, man, I mean, it's the the eye of the world is gone, right? Yep. They go into the cave. The eye of the world is gone. I mean, it's like, okay, man, where do we go from here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's, it's crazy. So like right there, I mean, the big thing here, he's realizing that he can channel and the people who he's speaking with are Lane, Moraine, um, Nynaeve, and Egwene. So like his buddies don't know, you know? And that's sort of his thing. So, right, you know, uh, Matt and Perrin don't know yet. Uh, they're actually down at the the eye of the world where the pool of essence or whatever is all dried up. And this is where we're going to find the chest in there. We're going to find uh, what, what you know, what, what is there. Um, another cool thing, I don't know if it happens, if it just happened or if it's going to happen here in a bit, but um, Moraine finds like this uh, Quindiar, like this uh, heartstone. And it's it's in the shape of the ancient, you know, um, Aes Sedai symbol, the yin and yang kind of symbol and says, you know, like, I don't 
talks about how it was once made or whatever and how it can't be broken and different things and and Matt then wonders, you know, how was this actually shattered and, and, and all of this stuff and that these this is one of the seals on the Dark One's prison, you know, so and it's broken. So those seals that are on the prison are starting to break. And in some way, the Forsaken and whoever have accomplished something in that the, the seal is breaking. And you go back to what they theorized was the idea behind the eye of the world and this pool of Sidene that it could be used to either break the Dark One open or that it could be used to mend uh, or to to reseal him in the prison or whatever. It's just, you know, you think about that and you hypothesize like, well, which was it and all that good stuff. So, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, and then uh, that kind of just leads leads us really to the final chapter here, right? The wheel, the wheel turns. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I mean, basically it's we got to go kind of maybe separate ways. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. what happens here, man. It's yeah. just crazy because we've been traveling as a group for so long, but Rand's, Rand, uh, it, it, you know, talks about possibly, I'll cut off my hand if I have to, because I'm not, I, I, I can't, I'm not going to let myself destroy the world, right? Because we know what's happened to mm-hmm. other, you know, false dragons, you know, people who have, people yeah. have used the, used the power, men who have used the power before. Um, we know, you know, um, Egwene and everybody else. We still got to get back to Tarvalin, um, yep. and then, uh, I mean, the the crazy kind of thing here is if we want to go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, is what we found in the Eye of the World. I know, man. Uh, I know. A little, so a little a little chest that pertains an item. Yeah, the Horn yep. of Valir. Yeah. Right. Isn't that cool? I mean, like, I, I thought that was really, we, we were talking before the show. It's just like, dude, like, I mean, like, I remember when we were coming up with the name of the show and I was just sort of thinking like, okay, you know, and I knew you had to kind of buy in and say, all right, I don't really know much about that. I, we had kind of talked to your brother. Well, he had given us, you know. Well, we don't. And then I will, and we were, and we were looking stuff up. And so I was looking, I, I was just looking at like groups in Wheel of Time. And mm-hmm. yeah. I was just like listening to some of these and I was like, okay, well, I don't know. And I'm, there's stuff that I saw because and I was like, well, I don't, I don't really know who these people are. But OK, yeah. here's here's this name. Here's this name. Here's this name. And I said, Heroes of the Horn. And you were like, oh, my God. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I was like, Stop me in my tracks. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, because I was thinking, you know, you being a new reader going into it, what is in this first book? And then you said that and I was bigger. I was like, holy smokes. You know I mean, so so there it is like. Not only was this pool, you know, there, um, th- what's not mentioned by the green man is like there was a chest there and it also had um, very, very special items inside of it. So there's also like woven, I mean, whether it's woven or not, like there's the dragon's banner, right? So, mm-hmm. so, the, so the dragon's banner is, is in there and uh, you also then have like the horn of Valir and it just, it's, it's like, wait a second, wait a second, this, this is, this is the horn. This is like the one, I mean, Tom Marilyn has been going along talking about the heroes uh, of the horn and it's been talking about Ilion and in like the the great hunt the gathering for that when they're in Whitebridge deciding do we go south you know for that or do we stay here like they had that decision to make and it's just it's just it's crazy you know it's crazy that this is where it's at and that it kind of appears and that, that's something that you know um Artavir and have and and uh and, and Rand it's it's just like it it's really it's really cool um so yeah, that was that was pretty neat. I mean, the, the other thing too, after all of this, you start to kind of notice. I mean, everyone is celebrating when they come back too, because like the what happened at Tarwin's Gap, 
I mean, they don't really know. Like, it's sort of like, it's crazy, you know, but like mm -hmm. they were like the earth fell away and like lightning struck and, and fire consumed their enemy and they, they're able to kind of win and they come back and they're celebrating and, and also green is coming back. It seems like the weather is, is nature is healing and kind of coming back in a way that it hadn't, uh, which, which is awesome because going clear back to Emmons field, like that's been a thing is that there's, there's been uh, trouble with the weather and crops growing and drought and stuff or, or whatever. So yeah, that's all, that's all happening here at the end. And a, as you say, like, um, you know, Rand has to kind of decide what to do. I mean, he's, he is practicing with land. He's working on sword forms, trying to become like a, uh, a blade master and all this stuff. And, and he does approach Egwene and, and says that, you know, it may be time for him to go away. Yeah. Um, just, just because, you know, he saw her, this is the, the, you know, the girl he loves and who, you know, before he met men, he, he was, it was just believed they were going to be together. And oh my gosh, I cannot wait to the next book until you see what happens with, there's so many things, dude, that connect directly into this. It, it, it's so interconnected. It's unreal. Um, and things that were laid like lines and things that you're, you're going to read in the next book and go back to and say, holy you know, Jordan had this laid out. I mean, it's just nuts. So, yeah, like, like I mean, he's looking, or she shies away from him. She she realizes that he can channel, um, you know, the male half of, of, of the true source. It's, you know, the, the one power. Like, come on, that's that's um, that's um a big deal. And and she's she's a little shocked by that. And she's been brought up to fear that, you know. So what are we going to do? And she's also going to an organization that uh, we know the Red Aja just took Loghain in. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got his head laughing like a crazy man as he <laughs> goes into Camelin, but but they've got him in a cage, and and uh, and she knows that that could happen to Rand, and maybe Rand thinks the same thing, you know. Tom warned him about this. What could happen? He saw Logan. He's with Moraine, and you know this this Aes Sedai. Um, a part of me has to think, you know, he doesn't know exactly what happens. It was he was he is retelling some of what took place, um, as if he was watching his own dream or an, like his own vision kind of unfold in front of him. Um, but he was doing things that Moraine could not do. So, I mean, he, I mean, like that was seemingly anyways, I mean, he's kind of a big deal. Agonor does his own little thing and, and, and whatnot, but like, yeah, like there's something to, to this and, and he's, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's got a, a huge weight on his shoulders at the end of this. And as they're talking there at the very end of this in, in that garden, um, well, no, I think it's Moraine who's who's over in the garden. And have you noticed there's a like the jewel or the gem that is on her forehead? And if you look at any pictures of her, um, it's like this blue kind of stone. That yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, she talks about how you know, um, oh yeah, yeah. You, you, like Egwene was was uh, they were talking about it um, when she was teaching it, guiding it, guiding her it, through right, and it fades from the stone. Yeah, yeah, and and so she's she's actually um kind of asking like well is it the stone that has power and she's like no 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 object has the power the power comes through us we channel it through an object and that through that we can do different things and basically um you find out that Moraine is sitting in a garden and she can she she tells you a little bit about that stone and how when she was a young like novice back in the tower she had learned to use it in a way where she could listen into conversations that she wasn't supposed to be listening into uh, which, by the way, once you have that little bit of knowledge, you go back to every conversation where Moraine wasn't there, and then you wonder how much Moraine knows. And it's sort of like, isn't it fascinating that Moraine knows so much? And it's like, she is very well informed. <laughs> so, right. um, 
all those conversations you thought were secret or, or took taking place away from her. Well, maybe not, you know, and, and there's, we'll get into more of what that is and limitations and things like that. But uh, yeah, she, she sort of hears Rand start to set his own course and do his own thing. And that's actually very much what Moraine um, was saying, what, what was cueing her in on him being very important, whether it be Taviran or the chosen one or something else, something greater uh, is that he did not bend to her will. He did he he did what he wanted to do, and he was guided by something else, you know. And so she's kind of seeing that that he is trying to pay the pave his own path, set his own way. And you know, at the end, she says, "I mean, what, what is she like?" The very end. I mean, the very last um, line: "The prophecies will be fulfilled." The I said, "I whispered." The dragon is reborn. Yeah, is reborn. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> the dragon is reborn. So it's like. Okay, all right, all right, here we go. So, it's awesome, man. Yeah, it's just wow. awesome. I'm ready. All I can say is I'm ready. I'm ready for more. I'm ready for the next book. I'm just, I'm, I'm ready for the TV show. Um, now I'm mm-hmm. in. I'm like, I'm hooked in. I'm ready to go. Like, I just want to get, I just want to get to it. So, yeah. oh, man, it was great. I, 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 great first book. I mean, great, great, yeah. great, great first book. So, all right, as well. Uh, so an extended edition, we're going to talk a little bit more about Land's backstory. Um, yeah. What else do we have today? Uh, well, just a couple things here. I wanted to, you know, um, we always ask people to kind of send stuff in. And over on Patreon, we've got a lot of people uh, making comments and different things like that. So um, I was I was really excited by something. Uh, just here's this the kind of the level of connections that people are making over on Patreon. I want people to go see this. You know, Sir David is stimulating a lot of good conversation and and I said Lady Stephanie, whether she be, you know, an actual lady or not, we'll have to find out as we get to know her more. Uh, <laughs> late, late lady Heather uh, and others are in there talking just about, like, how much they enjoy seeing someone go through the series, you know, for the first time, as I mentioned earlier. And, and just the idea that we're, we're paying special attention to little things like Loghain going into Camelin and, and throwing his head back and laughing and what does that mean and stuff. And it's it's something... I told you that uh, eventually, once we get going here and uh, maybe into the summer, uh, we might start up like a spoiler series or something, just a small spoiler discussion where we can talk about this among uh, those who who have read the series and and, and whether whether you've read it once. I mean, here's the thing: like, I mean, like, okay, Sir Matt and I were talking. There's so much in the first book, and like, there are things I go back and I'm like, dang, I did not know that. I or I, or I totally missed that. And and I've I've probably read it. I want to say full. Three, I can't really count the fourth time, but yet um, three times through. And then these these first three books I've read numerous times. I've read this first book numerous times. Mm-hmm. And there's something that you pointed out in this episode that I had never really thought about and in a connection I hadn't really made. And there's something that I learned even on like some of the wiki that I'm like reading. And I'm like, wait a second, what? You know, like when you really slow it down and you hyper focus, it's, it's awesome. And it's just a lot of fun and we can pull stuff. And. I don't know. In, in the nature of uh, like, like, I guess what I'm, I'm driving to here is that over on our, our Patreon, like all that conversation is free. You guys can all hop in there and join that and just have to have an account. And then you go in and and you can uh, comment on the discussion thread. If there's things that we missed or things you want to add in. I think that's great. And I, I love uh, seeing all of that. Uh, again, I mentioned Sir David's connection to like the O'Gear being Entish and, uh, and, and and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, man. It, it, uh, you know, Craig Wallace is over there also uh, giving us some great comments and stuff. So I'm just excited. I would love to see more folks kind of go into that and and, and read it. And also we get good corrections. You know, in our extended edition, we were talking about Elias and, and things. And Lady Heather kind of pointed out that like 
um, something I hadn't really, you didn't even notice, but like I I'd always kind of wondered where Elias was. And, you know, she gave us a nice uh, piece of information here, just that like when Perrin is looking into his, you know, uh, l looking in or getting information from the wolves that like Elias is wounded, he's there doing his thing. And it's something didn't even catch that, you know, it's, it's interesting, and I guess I listen to the audiobook a lot too. So sometimes, whether I'm doing laundry or whatever, you know, I, I if you miss something, um, it's there's just so much in there, and it's mm -hmm. so thick, and it's like those last couple chapters, we we really could even go more line by line and just read a line and stop and think to ourselves, what does that mean? Like who is speaking? You know, like like when Balsamon is talking to. Like, is that Rand? Is that Rand 2.0? Like, he says it's not his thought. And then he also says he retreats to a corner of his mind. And you start to go like, damn, I mean, this is, there's something going on here. And then you go all the way back to Tom Marilyn talking about, you know, the dead walking again and coming back and stuff. And you're like, oh, wait, you start to make these connections and 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 really kind of um, try to figure this out. I mean, Moraine says to us that the dragon is is reborn. What does that mean? That the dragon is reborn. We know from the prologue that the dragon, you know, was the one who sealed the dark one away. And now he's reborn again. You know, so he has come again on the winds of time. Let him ride. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. So, I, know. I know. It's it's crazy. It's awesome. It is absolutely awesome. So, uh, all right. Well, as uh, I think that's it for us today then. Is that correct? Is that we... Yeah, well, yeah the only thing I need... Oh, I got to know what What do you think uh, your next book? I mean, a oh big my God, picture Oh, my God. Who knows, prediction. man? I, I, oh, God. I don't even know where to begin. Um, <laughs> I mean, clearly, I think... Well, well, I mean, they're going to be going in different different paths. So, I mean, I'd have to imagine... Okay. Well, the next book is also called The Great Hunt. Um, Split up, which yep. is kind of weird because, as we know... You know, the, it's the as Tom Marilyn was talking about earlier, you go back to the hunt for the horn, right? They're, they're, yeah. They're, well, we got it. So what are they what are they hunting for? Uh, I guess is the, yeah. is kind of is kind of the question there. And so um, I guess my guess is they're going to go to Tarvalin, right? And so maybe maybe okay. maybe we'll get some of that stuff uh, that spell removed from Matt's dagger. Um, and then Rand's going to be doing his own thing. So that's going to be a huge, huge difference there. Yeah. I like that spell removed from Matt's dagger, and then Rand's kind of doing his own thing, heading back to Tarvalin. Yeah, um, and I and then know, if we do go to Tarvalin, yep. it could be what could be interesting is maybe if we start to get a little bit of the uh, what's going on with uh, Lan and Nynaeve, right? I mean, is she going to start yeah. training to become an Aes Sedai, and then Egwene training to become an Aes Sedai, and how, what's that going to say with with uh, Lan and um, Lan and Egwene, mm -hmm. or it's not mm -hmm. Lan, uh, Lan and Nynaeve, excuse me. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. What does that mean for them and, and all of that? Yeah. Which is great. And, and one other thing too, we were talking about the Horn of Valir. And I remember one point in time we were talking uh, in this past three months just about like, well, you know, or even before that, we were making the podcast, you know, you're kind of like, well, you know, the, the great hunt. Okay. That's, that's the, like, that's where like the horn will, and I couldn't answer. I could not answer and tell you like, I know. like cause I remember when you, when you came across the horn, you were just like, Oh, it's here. This is why Ez didn't tell me, you know, cause I, I, because it's almost like why why pick that and when it's in the second book well it's not it's in the first and it's 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 all connected and told so I don't know man this has been so much fun I'm just so glad that you're in this and and like yeah now like I'm picturing the show and I'm picturing like what things are gonna look like and and how they're gonna do um this this element of like channeling and magic and power and stuff so uh, it's just so exciting that's a great prediction though I like this I like the you know splitting up in different directions going to Tarvalin yeah okay perfect all right yeah. 
All right, man. Well, guys, if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter at the Horn of Valier. Um, you can also send us emails uh, at the Horn of Valier at gmail.com. If you want to hang out with Ez and I, um, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Super Gains Rose, Ez at Womprat underscore to M. Um, you know, as and I talk a lot about how we do other projects, um, but the one we've been kind of doing a little bit uh, more so lately, you know, we have Ben the Knee, a Game of Thrones podcast, uh, Hyperspace Hangout, a Star Wars podcast, and then yeah. I run I run a video game podcast called Box Trick, and I, we've all, as and I've been hanging out a lot on Twitch. Um, so yep. that yeah, bo- uh, twitch.tv backslash box trick. That's all one word there. Um, and so if you guys want to come hang out with us over there, talk Wheel of Time, Star anything, Star Wars, right? Coronavirus, you just you just come on over there, whatever, and, and hang yeah. out because we're just live over there hanging out like pretty much daily. Uh, at least I'm I'm on there pretty much mm-hmm. daily. So so be sure to do that. But we want to thank you for answering the call. In our next episode, we will be discussing the Great Hunt. Chapters one through ten uh, in our extended edition today. We're going to go back and talk a little bit about Land's story. I think that was chapter like forty-seven, six, or forty-six, seven, yeah. forty-six. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, look forward to that. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a message at thehornofalier at gmail dot com. We will see you on April first, and remember that the grave is no bar to our call. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator save big money at menards let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from ad force it's easy to install durable against the elements and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through may 5th and check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on menards.com save big money